why is this not going? I don't know why this isn't going. That's weird. They oh, maybe it's off. Maybe it's off. Yeah, that, that makes more sense. Hi, welcome to the unorthodox start of the Blitz on 91.3 FM WBNY Buffalo, Buffalo's original alternative since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. My name's Double D, and I am your host for this episode on a nice Monday afternoon, and I am joined by Joe Cowley, Evan Harrington, and Tanner Saunders over the phone. Don't talk yet. I don't have your mics on. Joe, you can talk. Oh, hello, everyone. It's good to be back in the studio after my hiatus last week. Evan, you can talk. Yeah, no, we missed you, Joe. Um, you know, not having you in person. Uh, kind of dealing with the two phone lines. Uh, that was the first. Yeah, we uh, had no callers. Yeah, we had no callers. Like, the first time in a long time. Well, we could have had callers, but we did tell them not to call yeah, in. Yeah, we did. We did have two. You can call this time, though, if you want to call and be like Dave, not from Ted's, even though he hasn't even called yet, and I'm already like promoing him. Uh, free advertisement for Dave, not from Ted's. Seven one six eight seven eight fifty one zero four. Seven one six eight seven eight fifty one zero four is the number to call. And Tanner, you can talk. Sorry, I didn't give you permission yet to talk. So there you go. Um, I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Good to be here. Glad to be at it. Another episode, and get right to it. He's still on the phone, so he's he's not like Joe. He's not gonna drive two hours. You drive with your left foot on the road because you have a boot on your other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe I just put a brace on and drove with my right foot. Whatever. I mean, it, it could be anything at this point. Well, uh, the start of Bill's training camp is upon us. Football is is starting again, finally. It's back. It took yeah, long it's enough. officially back, too. Yeah. And tomorrow, exciting. everybody comes back. All the training camps start tomorrow. Yes. But this is day two for the Bills. And I like it. <laughs> I like it. Good. I like it a lot. I, I I miss talking about the Bills a little bit. I mean, they they had some stuff during the offseason. We're gonna miss the Sabers in a couple weeks too, because now they're in their dry spell for a while. Unless a they monster still haven't trade done happens. Anything. Yeah, they haven't done anything interesting enough. But uh, yeah, for people who don't know, Bills started training camp two days ago. Today's second day, uh, and it was announced by the Buffalo Bills that Tre'Davious White. Ike Bodiger and Eli Anku are on the pup list to start the season, or to start right now, and Roger Staffold is hurt because of a car crash uh, due to his ribs. Oh, wow. Straight to the ribs. And they even signed an own lineman today, I believe. I don't remember his name. Uh, the... It's Jordan Simmons. Uh, Jordan a one-year Sim- contract. Yeah, no, so we signed him, obviously, like Dan, you mentioned. Roger Saffold got into that car accident um, a little while ago, and you know his ribs are hurt. He uh, was performing on the side on a bike uh, with Jameson Crowder, who also is sidelined today. Uh, we'll get more into that later. But um, Jordan Simmons, uh, he you know brings the Buffalo Bills roster from 89 players to 90 players. So right now the Bills are sitting at 90 players with Jordan Simmons newly signed. He's uh, going into his fifth year in the league. He's six foot four, uh, 339 pound lineman, 28 years of age from Los Angeles, California. Uh, uh, Jordan Simmons originally signed with the Oakland Raiders in 2017 as a UDFA and has played 25 career games in the NFL, including nine starts with the Raiders and Seattle Seahawks. So he has started games in this league, and he is a player that most likely won't make the roster, but to have a player that has started games in this league 
competing just to make the roster or practice squad is uh, something huge and just kind of, you know, illustrates and, you know, shows that what the Buffalo Bills have been able to do over the last few seasons. They've been able to get guys who could be quality backups on some teams, but, you know, these quality backups are guys that are going to try to make our roster. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, the last team that he was on was, uh, you know, the Seattle Seahawks practice squad. Uh, or no, the Las Vegas practice squad in 2021, you've signed off the Seattle Seahawks practice squad. But, I mean, other than that, you know, it's not a, not too big of a signing. It's a nice little depth piece until exactly. Saffold gets back into the fold of things. Yeah, it's not like we're signing Von Miller again, you know, but I mean, <laughs> it's something at least. But it's also, on that note, I just love seeing him there. The the energy, the cheers he's getting running out of the tunnel. I, I just The camaraderie is sky high, and I'm absolutely enjoying watching it. Like, even Allen running out, you know, like, the, oh, the fans are there. Everyone's going crazy. Like, and I think Allen even said, he's like, the, our expectations in the locker room are higher than all of the fans. I think that's a rough quote of what I read this morning, but it, it's still a quote, if you will. So, I mean... I, I just seven seven weeks till kickoff and yeah. I, I cannot wait. Doug Flutie number seven. I posted that on my story this morning, you know. <laughs> gotta gotta do it for the for the meme and everything. So I'm ready for it though. Looking forward to it. I saw a dude that was there, uh not not in person, obviously just on social media, but I saw like this old dude who was wearing like a whole uniform. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. I don't know what he was doing. Down. I've seen him at games before. He walks around. I'm he telling does you. That at games? And he was at the Micah Hyde softball tournament. I saw him walking in with a blue jersey and it, not the white one. What? I'm telling you, this guy's been around. Like This he's, guy he's just there. walks around in full pads. Is this his life now? He gets a lot of social media attention from it, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. Especially with training camp, yeah, because now everyone's how, there. It's so odd. You're not a player. You're a fan coming in full gear with oh, a jersey. Oh, he's not a fan. He is a player full through and through. It's like that <laughs> guy. Matt Barkley, Case Keenum, you better watch out. Yeah, watch yourself. Josh Allen, uh, budget Josh Allen, sorry. Budget Josh. Josh is, Allen is from Wish. Yeah, wish.com Josh Allen is coming for you. <laughs> One of the most surprising things about training camp, though, is that... Okay, that was weird. Uh... <laughs> Coming through my headphones, that boy. What? <laughs> but uh, Jordan Poyer decided to show up. Oh, he—he. He was... I, I was surprised. Yeah. I really thought he was going to hold out because he wants that big contract. R- Rosenhaus was even there at the training camp. I was like, wow, they must be working on something. Right. There, well, there must be something. Up. I feel like I saw a couple months ago, like while he was holding out from the optional training and all of that. I feel like. I saw it somewhere. Maybe it was an Adam Schefter thing, which means it's absolutely fraudulent. Um, <laughs> it, it, I saw that there was talks happening. There were talks happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing was like going to happen. I think he knows he's going to stay here. This is where he wants to finish his career. But I I've, think that's like a lot of players right now. Right. They want to finish their career in Buffalo. Well, I mean. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this right now. We know Diggs is. His contract yeah. extension, he said that's it. Right. Like after yeah, after that, it. he'll be like thirty four when it's done. Right. Right. Yeah. Von Miller may if he f- stays his full contract. Like if they keep. Winning. I would even think after the three years, I think he could retire. Right. But I mean, if they're winning and they're winning good, I oh, think yeah, he'll, he'll stick stay. around. You know, if you're on, a, if the team's starting to go down, like you know, don't pull a Pete Carroll and sink with the ship, jump right. ship. You know what I mean? But um, Vontae Davis. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And. Um, Josh Allen, I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now, I think he'll end his career as a Buffalo Bill. Not just off this contract, but he'll be the quarterback for the next But I mean you also gotta think Deion Dawkins. 
Dawkins. Yeah, you got yeah. a bunch of no. names that are s- not stuck here, but they're here for a long time. Doesn't it make you a little bit, little bit nervous for you know, like, like when we're like you know doing this stuff is like our job one day. Hopefully, you know, oh we're gonna we're gonna be in the drought again. Hopefully not. I'm, I'm saying you, this. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't manifest that. Should that not. is like <laughs> always the bad thing to say. Never speak anything into existence. No, I shouldn't manifest Never. that. I'm going to re- redact that. From you the know, not as you long know. as big baller beans here. Not exactly. That's what I was about here. to say. As we need the key piece. Helm, we will find a way to be competitive as long as he is at the helm. I have feeling. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned Jordan Poyer, like, you know, it was a surprise to see him at training camp. Uh, Poyer also mentioned in his presser yesterday that it was never in his thought to miss, you know, training camp. Um, you know, it was something he never considered. So, you know, him showing up wasn't a big surprise to me, but he did get a, a big rounding ovation from the fans at St. John Fisher. And it's also the first time the Bills have been in St. John Fisher in three years. Yeah. So this is huge. True. Like, you have Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. These are the first times that a lot of Rochester fans are seeing these players, Von Miller, uh, Deion right. Dock, like, you know, these guys are back, Dawson Knox, uh, et cetera, Gabe Davis, Trey White, you yeah, know, the last Micah Hyde, like, he's a bunch of players. saw there was Peterman and A.J. McCarron. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, that's really bad <laughs> but then you have about. Yeah, you have Jordan Poyer coming out, and the fans gave him, you know, a, a you know, big, you know, big applause, like a big Oh, uh, standing warm ovation, welcome, yeah. warm welcome. Like they're like, hey man, we get the contract thing. We want you to be paid. It's totally okay. We just want you to be here. Right. That type of thing. You know, Poyer also mentioned like, I love the city. I love these fans. Uh, when asked what he would remain in Buffalo the rest of his career, and he, again, he mentioned that he never considered missing training camp because he's not that type of player. Like at the end of the day, no, Poyer no. isn't like one of those players that's in it for the money. He just wants to be paid. You know what he does is deserved to be paid as you know a top three four safety in the NFL. That's what he thinks he should be paid right and statistically over the last five six years rightfully so he deserves it yeah um and it's not like he's asking for a contract like Fitzpatrick's because he knows no. he's older you know what I mean like stuff like that yeah so. right. and you know it's not like he's holding on to anything you know he missed voluntary mining camp fine a lot of people missed that fine like I'm not like Diggs missed some of it you know mm-hmm. he wasn't there like I'm fine with that there's a reason it's called voluntary yeah you're not missing mm-hmm. anything these guys are all locked in with one another you know, this is where it starts to get down to the nitty gritty stuff. This is where, you know, you know, all the connections and, you know, just everyone, you know, really building a bond starts. It's, you know, in Rochester, in the dorm rooms and, and all that stuff. And it was also funny. Um, Von Miller was talking about, uh, you know, coming back here and he, he was mentioning in Denver that, you know, he did dorms, but he always had a TV. <laughs> he didn't have a TV in this one, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. But, uh, uh, what I'll say about the Jordan Poyer is, I mean, I know he wants to get paid and all, but I feel like winning is the top priority, and he knows how important he is to us winning. So ideally, you know, once we get that hardware back to Buffalo this season, then, you know, we can bang out a contract extension, and hopefully he finishes out his career in Buffalo. But, you know, he'll get the bag, whether it's here or elsewhere. But, you know, as far as right now goes, winning is top priority, and as one of the leaders of this defense, he knows how important it is that he is there. So, you know, it's good to see him, and hopefully we can, you know, put all that noise behind us for just this season. And once we uh, once we get that Lombardi back to Buffalo, then, you know, we can take care of uh, getting him secured financially. 
It's so professional of him. I mean, yeah. so many other guys go to social media and saying, I'm holding out. I'm not going to come until I get paid. Right. And they don't show that, you know, that's what happened with Le'Veon Bell. I'm not going to show up until I get paid or I have to be forced to come back. Yeah, look at him now. Where is he? He's boxing Adrian Pearson, <laughs> which got moved because the main event, they're not even the main event. So you're like... Really? That's what your career has come to? That's what you're... Because you sat out a couple of games because you were like, I want money. I want money. Yeah. No, he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder, Jordan Poyer. And it's very... The way... And all the stuff he's come back from, too. Like, his battle with alcoholism, all that stuff. Like, it's just... You know, it's a testament to who he is as a person. He's, He's very mature about it the situation in general you know like where like you said Le'Veon Bell I want money I want money you know what I mean so it's just like is that how the, I sound <laughs> no I was just mocking Le'Veon okay, Bell okay. yeah mm-hmm. but um it's like that one commercial I wanted to make sure it's like that one commercial it's my money and I want to know yeah 877 cash now <laughs> yeah oh, that's geez. what it was we're just giving out free promos yeah I know right yeah and the free brand deals is you it, have a structured Selman and you need cash now are you sure that was Le'Veon Bell? Oh, JG, it kind of sounded like Mr. Krabs there. Money, 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 <laughs> money, 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 money. You're money. right. You're right. Yeah, maybe it was Mr. Krabs. Krabby on Bell. Krabby on <laughs> Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stop. I'm taking a minute after that the, one. The dad puns are killing me here. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think that's it. About I mean, Allen's taught to press, being taught to press. Oh, for training kept, camp. Yeah, for training oh, there, camp. Oh, there's so much to cover about training camp. I mean, Tim Settle picked off uh, Case Keenum. That was yep. a pretty cool play to hear about. Yeah, but who no, was no. playing the Patriots, number 95 back in the day? Who? Oh, it's like Sam something. Yeah, Sam something, who did the same thing, but in an actual game against Tom Brady. And there's a picture of him running past Brady, just like staring, like on the ground. Like, it's an all-time photo. Sam Adams. Yes, Sam Adams. How do we forget that name? That's literally the name of beer. <laughs> yeah, the beer, the revolutionary war hero, everything. Yeah. Um, you know, you, yeah, you the mentioned the Tim Settle thing. Like, I mean, like, there's so much to cover in training camp. Like, you know, the Bills are back. The, the, you know, the rookies are out showcasing uh, their abilities. And, you know, I'm going to kind of use a little cheat sheet here just because I wasn't in person to watch training camp. And, you know, there's only certain, you know, news we can you know, get from. So I'm going to use a Matt Perino's article from New York upstate to kind of guide me through this. But, you know, I've seen some of the clips um, and I've read a lot of the articles and tweets that have been put out about training camp thus far with the Buffalo Bills returning to St. John Fisher Fisher for the first time in three years. Man, the rookies are impressive. Like our rookies are impressive. They they have came to show out our, our three top drafted rookies, Kyrie Elam, James Cook and Terrell Bernard, man, they can play football. They can play football. Um, Matt Perino wrote up a nice little summary um, on James Cook and Terrell Bernard. Uh, he mentions that Cook was busy on Sunday. This was yesterday in the passing game in 7-on-7 seven seven and 11-on-11. 11 11. The 22-year-old had a couple of nice carries, including a red zone touchdown that showcased his burst of speed as he raced right through the line of scrimmage. Like, that's something the Bills have not had in the backfield. We right. had that with Matt Breida, but Matt Breida just wasn't completely competent consistently. <laughs> Like I hate, I hate to <laughs> no, put it like no, that. Yeah, yeah. Was, you're right. It's like the I mean, Carson had, once compared to Matt Ryan. The competency just wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had T.J. Yeldon, then Matt Breida. How great is that? Can like, I? Ju- yeah. I just want to toss something in there about Kyrie Elam real Go for fast. It. So this this tweet I saw this morning made me just, I t- my face turned a little red. I'm gonna be honest with you. Steam was coming out the ears. This guy 
Hansel or Hansel Uber Hansel. Oh uh, yes, uh, he, he. I think he's with Cover One. Yes, he said Bills keep testing Kyrie Elam by putting him over Stefan Diggs. Diggs is consistently dominating that battle. I'd hope so. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. I, like, I'd hope so. Is that to go any news? And then one guy said, "How many guys in the league would win that battle? Right, <laughs> like yeah, professionals, like... not just rookies." Like, and I mean, how many times does Tre'Davious White get toasted by Diggs? Exactly. Like, like, would, what other way would you want that to be going? Like, I, I, I would rather have Diggs as our wide receiver, cooking a rookie and teaching him all the stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like let Diggs cook. Then that's yeah, that's the thing. Like. You know, a couple of years ago, when Tredavious White first got here, what receiver was he going up against? Calvin Benjamin. Yeah, like realistically, yeah, you're not you're not learning. <laughs> like you're not learning to cover some of the league's best. Yeah, with I Stephon, didn't want to think about that. Again. With with Stephon Diggs, you're getting you know a multitude of things that a receiver brings to the table with his elite traits. You know, his elite route running, his able his uh, ability to you know beat press man, his ability to go down the field and shake you. You know, just you know, beat you in so many different ways. That's what Stefan Diggs can do. He can beat you deep, intermediate, short. Some of the guys on the Bills roster can't do that. No. And when you're putting up Kyrie Elam, a rookie out of Florida, up against Stefan Diggs, a proven All Pro receiver, a guy who's had consistent, you know, twelve hundred yard receiving seasons over the past couple of years. I mean, this is as good as it gets. Like yeah. Whether whether or not you don't think Stefan Diggs is a top three receiver, that's fine. You might not think he's as good as Adams, Jefferson, Chase, whatever. Cup. But oh my gosh, Stefan Diggs is as good as it gets in the NFL for an elite receiver. Right. And going up against Kyrie Elam is outstanding. For Kyrie Elam, you know, mentally, physically, everything he's going to be getting challenged by Diggs is something that he's going to be taking notes on. You know, mentally, you know, and physically, all those notes are going to be just proper for him. And he is going to be learning a ton. Because he can't learn from Trey White right now on the field. You know, Trey White can be like, "Hey, Kyrie, do this, do this, do this," but he's yeah, not really he learning. Have he can't watch evidence like yeah, to you watch. Like you can watch film on Trey White and go, you know, this is how you're going to jump the ball in zone. This is how you're going to, you know, tackle underneath, get through the shedding blocks. That's looked better too. Yeah, his tackling just in the little bit of footage um, that I've seen, at least. That was the one thing that I said when we drafted him. He doesn't tackle very well. Like he doesn't bring people to the ground. He kind of tackles high, and they just keep running, you know? Well, yeah, no. That's know, a Leslie Frazier workaround right there. Yeah, players that you can, you know, learn from tackling is Hyde, Poyer, Taron Johnson. Yeah, Like, those those three those three defensive backs are out, you know, out of the woodworks. It's ridiculous. Um, and, you know, just some other stuff, too. Like, Cook uses speed to get some separation, and Keenum put a nice throw on him. You know, that's the thing. We haven't had that. Singletary is a nice receiving back. He can do his things in the receiving game. Right. He can get open. He can... Little shiftier, you know, but he, not as fast. He's shiftier. Yeah. He really is shifty. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just doesn't have that cut on a dime ability to run the Texas route, you know? Just inside quick. Like, Cook is an actual receiver out of the backfield. Yeah, you see him right. just literally, I, I don't want to cut in and be like, you know, punny again, but um, you see him cook. Right away, you know, just oh, like gosh. he goes down. The- I'm going to start banging my <laughs> he go- head on the wall. <laughs> he goes, he'll get separation just by putting his head down and flying forward and then look for the ball. It's phenomenal. Like, yeah, very yeah. exciting. He's cooking. Yeah, you know, James Cook is just something sensational. And, you know, the Bills have not had that type of running back since Shady McCoy. Exactly. And it's really been yeah. since 2018. We really haven't had that. Imagine if we had a prime... Shady McCoy. 20, right. like, Imagine we had a prime Marshawn Lynch. Oh wait, we did. We but did. We just traded. I'd rather have prime Shady over prime Lynch. Yeah, that guy. You really? Could, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I would agree because you look at footage of him in Philadelphia. You have these people have no idea what he was going to do next. He would like 
completely juke people out. It was the yeah, cool, but everybody it was, the was coolest scared. Thing to see. Yeah, to That's tackle Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, you're scared. No, everybody to tackle, was scared. You can't I mean, tackle Shady McCoy. No, he slips. He's shifty. He's out of there. He's what single Singletary plays like an older Shady McCoy. He's never had that prime aspect to him. You know what I mean? No, Shady was even like, even in his last season here, he still showed some. Oh promise. yeah, he, he was I mean, still. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's still Josh Allen's biggest fan too. If you see anything, oh, I love oh, Shady, yeah. man. Yeah, but he goes on every podcast, and he's like, "That guy's a dog." You know, <laughs> it's all over him. Yeah, no, but you know, we love Shady, and you know, James Cook is gonna hopefully be that next Shady McCoy for the Buffalo Bills. It's hard, you know, a hard role to fill and a hard role to conquer, but you know, nonetheless, I I think the Bills found their guy in uh, Shady McCoy, and I want to kind of touch on Terrell Bernard because I think people are overlooking Terrell Bernard a little bit. They're not giving him the respect he deserves. You know, you look at Tremaine Edmonds. You look at Matt Milano. You're like, okay, we have our linebackers set in stone. Mm-hmm. And we do. I, I don't think yeah. Terrell Bernard's going to play over those two guys. But I don't think people understand the role that the Bills can do defensively with Terrell Bernard. He is such an interesting player that he has the size of a safety but plays linebacker. Like, people yeah. don't understand. He, yeah, he's six foot one. Oh my god! Yeah, he can do a lot of things that Milano and Edmonds can't do. Well, that's not that. Honestly, you look at that Tampa Bay second half overtime, where Edmonds is chasing. Like I brought this up, I still forget right, who it Perriman. is. Uh, yeah, yeah Perriman, he's chasing yeah. Perriman. You know that right, might be Edmonds achievable. Cast up, uh, yeah, yeah, that might be achievable with a six-one smaller lineup. Yeah, instead yeah. of having a six-five slow guy yeah. covering a wide receiver, so, I mean, you have yeah, a six-one yeah. faster you got a speed demon back linebacker. there. For a yeah, I mean, Ed, yeah, yeah. I mean, Edmonds isn't slow for six-five. No. when yeah, when no. you're when you're looking at it overall, like there's just so many different things you can do it's with Terrell Bernard. You can there. take Ty, uh, Taron Johnson out, and boom, you got um, Terrell Bernard as your nickel. Yeah, you have you three you the big nickel. You call it big nickel. Uh, you got your two outside. Uh, defensive backs, and then you got your two safeties up top, and then you got your 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 nickel corner, but it's a big nickel. Right. So you know, playing against the Patriots, playing against the Titans, teams that like to run the ball, the Ravens. That's exactly. Boom. It. Yeah. Terrell Bernard, there he is. Oh, at the end of the day, he's still a linebacker though, but he can run like a safety. Right. And that, you know, that's the thing I want to touch on because he made a beautiful play on Dawson Knox. It's not getting talked about a lot because it's not a flashy play, but here it is. It goes. Uh, again, this was written by Matt Perino on New York State Update, New York. NewYorkUpstate.com. Check it out. Matt Perino does some great things. Uh, Terrell Bernard made two noticeable plays during practice, and his speed is starting to become impossible to miss when watching the Bills practice. During 7-on-7s, which puts the defense at disadvantage, working against the skilled players, Bernard got locked up on Dawson Knox. And then Dawson Knox, a guy you know who had 10-plus touchdowns last year, uh, you know, submerged himself as one of the you know top young tight ends in the game. I wouldn't say Knox is like a top five tight end, top seven, top eight, but he's on that you know fifteen to ten range. You know, he's a really good tight end with upside. Um, the ball was catchable, and Knox probably should have made the play, but Bernard had his say. Uh, he closed the gap on Knox and was able to force the incompletion. Later on, Bernard recorded a clean pass breakup when he got locked up in coverage against James Cook. So Dawson Knox, one of the more athletically gifted tight ends in football. You know, just the size, the speed, the versatility the guy can do at the tight end position is ridiculous. And you got Terrell Bernard making plays. James Cook, we mentioned that he has the Alvin Kamara type ask, uh, you know, you know, ability to do things on the field. And you have Terrell Bernard making plays on that. Like that, that's huge to me. Uh, and he's been a, a standout player for the defense for the Buffalo Bills in training camp thus far. And you know, two days go by, and the defense has been. 
you know, the the top unit, in my opinion. Uh, the offense has had its moments, but it it just it just hasn't uh, been what you would want it to be. And I want to get your guys' take on this. We mentioned Robert, Roger Saffold got into the, the car accident. You mentioned that earlier, Dan. Um, do you guys know who's in place for him right now at the starting left guard position? Cody Ford. Yep. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, so do you want me to just read what Matt Perino stated about it just to get it in your heads a little I bit? I bet it's sure. just like one word. Tanner out of the shadows on that one. Yeah, I know. He just like knew it. Yeah, no, so it goes, uh, Saffold was in a recent car accident and suffered rib, injury, uh, rib injuries. Um, Sean McDermott revealed with Saffold now on the NFL um, list, the NFI list, the Bills have turned to left guard, spot over to Cody Ford. We didn't provide a timetable on Saffold, so they know that's going to be a little bit of time. He might be coming back by the third preseason game. Um, but, yeah, you know, we have um, Cody Ford back in. So, you know, that's interesting. And then also Cody— Interesting, that's a word yeah, to say. I don't know what to think about it because, uh, you know, I was, I was— I mean, I think we were all high on Cody Ford. When he got drafted, I was so excited that we oh, trade up for him. ecstatic. And it's gone like Zay Jones. Poo-poo. I yeah. wouldn't say it's as bad as Zay Jones. Like Zay <laughs> Jones, Zay, Zay Jones is at least yeah. is making big money in Jacksonville. Zay Jones oh actually, God. Zay Jones actually had a decent like year with Allen the one year. He had like seven touchdowns, six hundred fifty yards. Like that's not as bad as what Cody the Ford only provided. Ta- the only thing I remember him in Buffalo, Zay Jones, is his like non push up, like getting up. Oh like, yeah, uh, yeah. It's the you only know memorable what I'm thing. About, right? that, yeah, we talked about you know Calvin Benjamin. At training camp, it was Zay Jones, right? Too. Yeah, so, I mean, Jordan like, Matthews. Yeah. Oh my God, how many of them are turned tight ends? <laughs> Here we go, Andre Holmes. Oh jeez, oh jeez. <laughs> Deontay Charles Thompson. Remember, no, Deontay you Thompson. You guys remember? Uh, you remember Justin Hunter? Yes. Yeah. Oh my he God. He went to the Steelers after the Bills. Yep, and then completely like flamed out. Never did anything with his career, but he had that one stretch in Buffalo with Tyrod Taylor where he was going crazy. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, four Chris touchdowns. Hogan? Yeah, okay. No, Chris Hogan's actually a decent player. Oh yeah. Chris what about Charles Clay? Yeah. He was good though. He actually had. I a few didn't good... like Charles Clay. Clay Clay was I, the best tight end the Bills had in a long. That's time. That's what I was just about to say. He was the most productive one they had in like a decade. I would say. Yeah, you but know? I have a personal thing against him too. too. I have a personal a thing against Charles Clay. I, I was Scott Chandler a tight end or a wide receiver? He was a tight end. Okay. Tight end. I remember Nick O'Leary. 80 something was his name. Yeah, no, he was solid. Nick O'Leary. He did <laughs> some good plays. Mr. No Gloves. Mr. No Gloves. I was just going back a couple weeks ago and I watched like old Bills highlights. I think it was Tyrod Taylor's every touchdown is a bill, and I completely forgot some of these guys existed, particularly <laughs> Justin Hunter. That's why I uh, <laughs> brought him up. But. Before we go to break here, because I know it's coming up, can I just get my two cents on everything we just went yeah, over? Yeah, yeah, go for it. All right, so circling all the way back to Kair Elam, I mean, hey, it's better to get roasted in practice than in game, right? I mean, you know what they say, iron sharpens iron, going up against uh, Stefan Diggs, and it's not like, you know, once game time rolls around, he's going to be covering, you know, the the Jamar Chases of the world and the Cooper Cups and the Devontae Adams, especially when, you know, Trey gets back, so not worried about that if anything that'll only be a good thing for his development and for uh james cook you guys already talked about it i mean we haven't had a threat like that out of the backfield in a long time i mean i remember watching you know a couple instances on film of james cook in college where you know he'd split out wide and just roast bad uh roast linebackers you know going down the sidelines on go routes so that's just another element added to the bill's offense and 
I mean, Harrington was a you that said they haven't looked. You know, it's been the defense that's been the more standout group, but yeah, you know, I think the offense will hit their niche eventually. They just gotta, you know, get back into the swing of things. I mean, I I would assume a lot is gonna be similar going from Day Ball to Dorsey, but I'm sure there's gonna be some, you know, kinks that they have to iron out anytime you change offensive coordinator. So I'm not too worried about that. And plus, you know, you got number seventeen back there under center. So uh anytime you got him back there, you gotta feel good about what you got going on. And, for Terrell Bernard, I'm interested to see, you know, what he can do. Maybe, you know, I assume he'll play in spot situations. Maybe, you know, could be as a, as a blister with his athleticism. Um, maybe there's certain situations you put him out there in coverage because, you know, I do like Tremaine, but he's not, you know, the greatest in coverage. So maybe if you feel like you got a mismatch somewhere with Tremaine, you throw Bernard out there. So it'll be interesting to see how the Bills defense uses him. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Now, before we go to break, because I got mad before break, uh, Thad Brown decided to tweet out his Bills Day 2 Camp thoughts on Twitter. And, you know, we were talking about earlier that there's the one comment that you would hope that Diggs is doing well against uh, Kyrie Elam. <laughs> but um, he said Von Miller was Von Miller. Dusted Doyle, one snap, couple near sacks, breaking. He's good. I hope he's good. Like what? What? Like yeah, not like we. You know, you know it's what, not like that's you know why that's we signed him for. That, that's just for the crowd that still still is going. You know, we're overpaying Vaughn. He's old. He's not the same player he was. Oh, he's playing with Aaron Donald. He's of course he's going to produce. You know, he's who wouldn't with, produce? He's with playing Aaron with Ed Oliver and Groot right now. Okay, Groot. yeah. He, oh, Groot just got a new show too. Yep, I am Groot, Groot coming yeah. out this month, starring August. Gregory Rousseau. Yep. So, Is he going to be in Guardians Galaxy Three? <laughs> I don't know. They just announced Maybe. about twenty new movies. So yeah, it's, it's a good day to be a Marvel. But you fan. know what? We're done talking football. We're yeah. just going to talk Marvel for the rest. All of the right, show. Exactly. Phase Five and Phase Six. Let's get into it. Give us our thoughts. <laughs> hey, we still got two more things in Phase Four. So yep. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, but yeah, there's still more about camp. We'll, you know, we'll touch back on on camp more in a little bit, though. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, keep listening to the Blitz on 91.3 FM. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. I love that theme so much. The best one. It's such a good theme. Uh, welcome back to the Blitz on 91.3 FM. I am Double D still. Still joined by Joe Cowley, Evan Harrington, and Tanner Saunders over the phone because he lives too far away. Uh, we are still talking about Bill's train camp. Day two has, I think, officially come to a close uh, because I keep on seeing tweets about it. <laughs> yes. So I just saw, actually, Josh Allen just snuck up on Dawson Knox and signed the back of his neck in Sharpie. So. <laughs> You know? He tried to do that to Poyer, too, I think. Yeah. He's just and Poyer was like, no. Shenanigans upon shenanigans over there right now at St. John Fisher. They're just having a fun time. Let them have fun I know. It's too, it's too funny. He's literally a child, which is the best part about everything. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, <laughs> he really is. Like, it's so funny because that's like stuff we would do. You know what I mean? And not oh, saying yeah. he's that much older than us, but like. Just, it's Definitely, I would really go up behind you and just like sign your neck. Oh, I, if I had the opportunity, I might do that yeah, or do right? something, you know. Like if I had a sharpie and it was there for a while, yeah, I would. It, it seemed worth it. Yeah, really worth it. Yeah, no. Do you guys want to get back into the inconsistencies yeah, of Josh in. Allen in the second day of training camp? And I hate to talk about it, but 
you know, going through uh, Thad Brown's Twitter timeline here, Josh was uh, not Josh Allen at, at training camp today. Uh, I can tell you that flat out. Um, neither was any of the quarterbacks, to be honest. Um, you know, Keenum had a, a solid day from what it looks, but uh, Matt Barkley and Josh Allen really just were not um, that okay, good. Okay, how much do we have to like belittle Matt Barkley here? He's a yeah. th- he he's the third QB. I mean, yeah, but no, how much playing like, time like a is he bad getting? third QB? That's what that's uh, what they're saying. Like, oh, uh, it, it's a bad third QB. He was yeah, a and perfect, everyone thought was Peterman was QB fine, one years right. ago. So I I don't know. I don't. And he was a perfectly fine backup like two years ago. Perfectly yeah. fine backup. Um, he was like. What what changes? Okay, one day in at a college camp. At a college training camp. Okay, and then Josh inconsistent. We've seen that. Yeah, it happens. It's a new offense. You got to go through that. So, like saying he was inconsistent to me just seems like maybe he just needs to go over the system a little more. It's new. I, I don't I mean, blame him. Yeah, it's not. It's not like really a new system. It's just like. It's just well, the I system mean, maybe, it's incorporated a little different. And That's, it also depends on what the plays they ran. I don't know what plays they ran. Yeah. Like, no. it could have been some random new play that, that they, they haven't made up. Right? ever done. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, you know, just to kind of go over, you know, the you know the inconsistencies with Josh and stuff. But, you know, crediting the defense as well. Um, but, you know, it's, you know, first, second day of training camp. You're going to see these things. But you also got to credit the defense. Uh, you know, starting with Josh Allen uh, through an interception to Dane Jackson. Uh, it was a miscommunication. Jackson was the only guy in the area. So, you know, guys are having miscues early. That's why you want to get these things out and early, uh, you know, in the first part of training camp and you right. know, not try to have those, you know, two weeks into training camp. Uh, and then Josh also followed, uh, followed trying to squeeze one into McKenzie, but Taron Johnson made a great breakup on that. So that's good to see Taron Johnson right. stepping in against slot receivers as he's going to have to do that against uh Well, he is Cup. still one of the best slot yeah corners yeah i'm i'm not shocked that he well i mean it's pass. like it's like in madden when you start doing really bad they're like maybe we should stop crediting the their maybe we should start crediting the defense for the performance they're putting out maybe yeah, the offense yeah. isn't doing that bad it's just you're playing a really good defense yeah, right you know like you know and that's been you know the story that's been kind of told the first two days of training camp is that the defense has been just outstanding <laughs> and you know after that 13 seconds surprised. against kansas city they're <laughs> probably they probably have a, a chip on their shoulder and yeah. they want to play even better. Leslie uh, Frazier's on a venge, revenge tour. Right. That's what he's, he's doing. Yeah, and then the the other uh, inconsistent pass from Josh was uh, a hospital ball floated over the middle to Stefan Diggs. Um, just not, not a good throw. Uh, lucky that it was only the second day of training camp and not a regular season game. Right. Because uh, Diggs, Diggs could have got blown up. But uh, Poyer getting an interception, you know, showing, hey, you know, give me that new contract. Uh, but, you know, other than that, Josh had an inconsistent 11-on-11 drive, but he had a nice back shoulder to Davis, uh, overthrow over the middle of the digs, but he had a slick sideline throw to Davis, uh, also had a flat miss to Gilliam over the middle. But oh, with, Reggie, I forgot yeah, Reggie. Yeah, Reggie Gilliam. <laughs> oh, yeah. But but Josh ends with a perfect sideline fade to Diggs, who dances in front of the crowd to celebrate. Um, another, yeah, Just another player I want to talk about a little bit is uh, Khalil Shakir who stepped in for Jameson Crowder as the starting slot in certain 11-on-11, 7-on-7 drills. Uh, Khalil Shakira, a player that I was high on coming out of the draft, I had his comp to Robert Woods. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts if, like, for some reason, Khalil Shakir has to be that slot receiver coming out of, uh, you know, training camp in preseason? Um, I wouldn't be... We know McKenzie's number one. Like, he's the starting slot, right? Is that what you're implying? 
Well, or so I don't like, even know if there's a starting slot. It, it's right Crowder. Now. I, I believe it's Crowder. You think? I I, I think it may so. be dependent on plays. Yeah. It, because if they want to run like uh, an end round, they're gonna use McKenzie, no doubt. Right. But, you know, if they're gonna make this play that really takes like some unique cutting in and out, that's gonna be Crowder. You're gonna use McKenzie <laughs> for the fast stuff, so like the the uh, streaks and all that. But you're going to use Crowder for the, the more slant, try to break away from the receiver, or the corner, sorry. And Clear Shakir is kind of like a McKenzie in my eyes. Yeah. So it's kind of hard right now to say see where he fits in this offense because I bet if they figure out that he's better than McKenzie, bye-bye McKenzie, I, um, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't say that uh, just because outside – of Diggs and Davis, who really is an outside receiver or who can play outside. You're not going to throw Crowder outside. You're not going to really throw Shakir outside yet. He's more of a slot guy. So, you know, you have McKenzie as that versatile player. And McKenzie's been proven to be good. Like, I wouldn't say we're just going to get rid of McKenzie because, like, they kind of play two different positions. Like, Yeah, we got to keep a little dirty around, I yeah. think. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't really compare, like, Shakir and McKenzie. Like, Shakir's more of a refined route runner. Uh, you know, he's more patient in space compared to McKenzie. McKenzie's more of a, a fast, gadgety, you know, player, uh, you know, that's good in open space. Uh he's not as a refined route runner as, and doesn't have as good as hands as Shakir, but uh they're both they're they're both good players that can play in the slot and a little bit outside. Yeah. I just I want to comment on one thing, one player, not in the wide receiver room. I saw the eighty yard punt from the punt god. The punt god. <laughs> yeah. And uh you hear, oh, the, hell. you hear the you hear the crowd just go oh, oh, oh <laughs> you know on the video like like they it's it was astonishing like to see it like fly people are actually like excited to watch a punter now I don't, isn't that crazy <laughs> isn't that exciting yeah where it's like people are like ooh a punter oh oh, oh. <laughs> as it's flying across the sky it's the best I mean. And Matt Hawks dribbled on the ground. You know, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But <laughs> it went to 15 yards yeah. the other way. <laughs> yep, yep. Reverse punt. That's actually a new tactic. They're starting with Matt yeah. Hawk. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know for sure. And, you know, I mean, training camp's been a little bit of a success so far, you know, for the defense especially. But I, I'm just excited to see. Are you guys going to any uh, training camps in person? I wish I was, but I was part of the group where the website crashed, and I <laughs> went back to it and – Everything was sold out, so so I don't know. I don't think so. Unfortunately, I normally try to, but yeah, I'm most likely going to the red, white, and blue game. Is that the August fifth? The one? yeah, that should be the like um, where they're at high mark. Yeah, because no offense to St. John Fisher, but you're a little far away from where I live, and I don't feel like waking up early enough. No offense, like I I just don't feel like waking <laughs> up at seven in the morning just to drive for Bill's training camp. That that's just my well, you opinion. You can get a Josh Allen autograph. I got a I got Tredavious White to sign my jersey. I don't care about anything. I'm glad you guys I'm glad you guys brought that up because I did want to ask that as a question. Since we're on the topic of training camp, one thing about training camp is you know getting player signatures. So what is the signature you've gotten at training camp that you're the most proud of? For me, I'll lead off and say that I have three quarters of the Bills secondary. I got Tredavious White's signature. His rookie year, and then I can't remember when, but I also got uh, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. So I got three quarters of the secondary now. 
I'll uh, turn it over to you guys. What's the signature that you're most proud of that you've gotten at Bill's training camp? All right. Mine is I actually yelled for Tredavious White to come over. I was, like, screaming. <laughs> like, I was like, come over here. Come over here. And, and finally, I convinced him enough because enough people joined me, and I was the one who brought him over. So he signed my stuff, like, first. Nice. And I even got to ask him, like, when you see Rob Gronkowski again, because he was still on the Patriots at mm-hmm. that time, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do to get him back? And he's like, I don't know yet. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but um, also a little bit later on that same day, I got Kyle Williams the last year <clears throat> of his career. And then I also mm-hmm. got the new Minnesota Viking Harrison Phillips signature. Yep. I got Harry too. So, yeah, no, those are, like, my three. Like, I saw Allen, and I really wanted to get Allen because it was his rookie season. But Mm -hmm. they were not letting him go anywhere. There was, like, just this guy directing where he goes because it's, like, Mm -hmm. that's what you do with the top rookies. You got to hide him from the public. And it's like, dude, you're a buzzkill. I want to be signed by Josh Allen. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, I... I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys. I've not received a signature at training camp. Really? But it's normally because I'm in the the booth with my Uncle Mike when they come in to interview and they won't sign stuff. Like they have their Mm -hmm. whatever people with them that are just ushering them in and out. I did get Brandon Bean's son's press pass, and I still have that hanging on my wall to this day, though. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one thing that, I mean... Not a signature, but that's that's my favorite yeah, takeaway. Yeah, yeah. Favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess I'll jump in on this too. My my favorite autograph, I guess I would say, was last year's training camp. Um, I I had a, a you know pure white football that I was getting getting signed, and this mm-hmm. is kind of three players in one. But you know, it kind of all started with Stefan Diggs. Uh, I saw him at midfield wow. and I was standing, and I saw Jake Kumaro as well, and I. Threw the ball, like 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 pump faked it. Let's see if he was gonna be up for it. Threw it to Kumar. I was like, "Hey, can you and Diggs sign it?" So I got uh, Diggs, Kumar, and then uh, right next to Kumar was Hodgins. So then Hodgins signed it. So I have a football signed by number fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. Oh, that's awesome! Of nice. Diggs, Hodgins, and Kumar, and I have that just kind of framed up. So it's 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 pretty cool just to have those three numbers in a row, and they're all receivers, right? Well, I um, what you call it? When I went to the Micah Hyde softball, I love the events like training camp and the softball game that are like fan based, but also like not game time scenarios. So everything is a lot more laxed. Did any of you guys go to the softball game? I did. not. Yeah, I did. Did you I, get any signatures there? I got Quentin Morris and uh, who else did I get? Quentin Morris and Gilliam. Oh, oh I got three. Who? I got. Jordan Poyer, nice. Gabe Davis, awesome. And then who else? Epina- I got AJ. Wow, that's cool. that's that's, <laughs> a, that's a weird three. It's all yeah. on my hat, so I don't wear that hat anymore. But <laughs> I don't. I mean, you know what? I don't like getting signatures on a hat. See, I, it was the only thing I had, unfortunately, because I wasn't planning on going down there like the fans that were hounding for autographs. Dude, but it was just they too were much on, to resist. Like, they dug out. No, I <laughs> was by those people, and I was laughing when they got told to get down because we were I was we bought tickets for like the front. And people were like standing in front of us, and I, I was not aggravated, but it's like you know we like kind of paid you a little more to be down here. You know what I mean? Like, and then the security guys came in, like, "Back it up, out of <laughs> here, back it up, back it up, back it up." Back and then up. that was my time to strike because the players were all still standing like right around there. Mm-hmm. 
So I jumped on it. I missed Tasker and Dawson Knox by like three steps, though. That was um, a, that was a rough thing, but. You know, See, I have a Dawson Knox signed jersey though, so I was fine with it. That's cool. You Did know? you get that personally signed by him? It says "Go Bills" on it. Yeah. Oh, really? Let's go Buffalo. Was mm-hmm. that like a meeting greet or? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. See, why I don't like Charles Clay is exactly because he wouldn't give me a signature. That was my I first DHgate jersey. I I saw him. <laughs> Blog DHgate. Yep. I I saw him at the train camp and he was with his wife and his kid and he was like real close. So he was like on the opposite field, so nobody really knew he was there. But I saw him going there. So I'm like yelling at him, like, just come sign one thing. It's like just the back of my jersey, which I'm wearing. Mm -hmm. Like, that's all you need to sign. And he waved me off. (gasps) Yeah. So I I, I personally have a vendetta. (laughs) You have a vendetta against Charles Clay. Yeah, that's why I never liked Charles Clay. And I liked when he failed and got cut by the bill. (laughs) That happened with me and Frank Gore. Oh, Oh. the boxer. Yeah. I got knocked out for sure. Um, got knocked out of not getting an autograph. Uh, yeah, I was I was standing there at St. John Fisher, and I'm like, hey, Frank, 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 can I get an autograph, man? Like, that'd be awesome. I think I was like 15 at the time, and Frank Gore just turns and goes, ah, nah. <laughs> that is such, and he just that walks is through such the tunnel. With his taped-up soccer cleats that he wears. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't looking at his feet. I was looking <laughs> at his, you know, head. He was like, dude, what the heck, man? I was looking at his head because he was walking away with his head down. I was like, bro. Oh, <laughs> my God. Tanner, you got any crazy autograph stories? Um, Never getting rejected. But, uh, <laughs> um, well, we were talking about rookie quarterbacks because Dan was it you were trying to get Josh Allen's. I got EJ Manuel's his rookie. Oh, oh that's oh, valuable. Wow. <laughs> Sell that while you can. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I I have it. Uh, I have it. It's uh, that ball is in a case up in my room. It's also got I think Kiko Alonso on there. Oh now. my god! So I have all the uh, the Bills legends. Didn't Alonso almost kill that. Aaron Williams? Is that am I thinking the wrong person? I think you're thinking of the wrong person. I don't remember exactly who. No, it was Jarvis Landry. Oh yeah, yeah Jarvis yeah, Landry. Jarvis sorry, Landry. sorry. No, and Kiko Alonso walked off to the wrong sideline when we played the the Dolphins, or someone was playing the Dolphins, and he walked right. to the. The away team sideline. Not a bright dude. Now, now I do have breaking news from Pro Football Talk on oh, Twitter. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Dawson Knox has said that I've told the Bills I want to be here for an extended period of time. No, duh! Why is it just common sense news coming out? Like, there's it's nothing like, groundbreaking. It's all just stuff like, like, oh, like the thing I said earlier. Like, I know. Like, Diggs outplaying Elam. I, I hope, I hope, I hope I, Knox wants to be here for a long time. I think everyone knew that. Yeah, I I don't like why why does there have to be an article on this? It's, it's like this is common sense. Players want to be where players have done well. Knox has done well with Allen. Allen's here for a long time. Oh, that would work. Well, not necessarily like Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill. Well, well, was he's the, calling Tua the most accurate passer in the NFL. I think he's lost his mind. <laughs> I think. I he, think it's an Antonio Brown situation. Yeah, over there. yeah, yeah. I think he's getting cold. He's going to run over off there. shirtless. Yeah. Uh, Dude, Tyree kills about the the greatest <laughs> that's season. A yawn. <laughs> <laughs> also, that's a greatest season. <laughs> Tyreek Hill's about to have the greatest receiving season in Miami Dolphins history with the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. Tua turned the ball over. And Tua turned the ball over. 
That's what I call no, it. No, you know what? <laughs> you know what, Harrington? Was that you that yawned? No, yeah, it was, the guy it was Harrington. Me. It was Harrington. Terry, don't hey, listen to some it. Good, that's some good foreshadowing right there, because that's what Dolphins fans are going to sound like when their team is losing the Bills like 35-7 to 7 midway through the third quarter. So I think you mean 35 to nothing like this past season. Good, good, good job, Tanner. I, I like that one. I'm, I'm giving you applause. Woo! Yeah, mm. even Joe's giving you applause. Yeah, no, no. Be quiet, yawn boy. Okay. I I think I want to get into the NFL a little bit. We got eight minutes before a break. Uh, the NFL has decided to jump on the train with the plus. So now they're NFL plus. They they have a new thing. It's um it's gonna be what four bucks a month. Honestly, or five bucks a month, forty bucks a year for their like beginning stage. And if you want their premium, which comes with Full condensed game replays and all twenty-two coaches film. That's oh. like ten bucks a month. Oh wait, but NFL but, Game Pass? No, no, this is completely hundred twenty bucks no, a year. That's why is that oh, you know what? That's why they got rid of NFL, NFL Game Pass. That's why it wasn't working. NFL yeah. Plus is it's going to offer access to live out of market preseason games across all devices, live in, live local and primetime regular season and postseason games on mobile devices live, local, and national audio for every game, and then NFL Network shows on demand, NFL film archives, and more. So I, I think they just want to get more money. <laughs> so they're saying if we pay $4 a month, we could watch the Bills lose Five four Super Bowls. Five, Five bucks a month, bucks. we could watch the Bills lose four Super Bowls yes, with archive if you, footage. If you want the, the uh, game replay and the coaches film with it, that's 10 bucks a month. Oh. No, yeah, they already had that. It's just they kind of took it down. It's called NFL Game Pass. Right, yeah. They're just they had that, and it. that's <laughs> why I couldn't make any videos with coaches film. Because they took it down for a long time. You couldn't access Coach's film anymore. Could you not? Oh, my no. God. Imagine a segment on the show where you just post a video of someone in the mustard yellow 70s sportscaster jacket, a handlebar mustache, pointing a, a yardstick at film. Now, yeah, that's how you play football, yeah, kids. That's how you Get play down football. in the dirt and tackle. Yep. Yeah, but no. So, um, you know, the entire thing with the NFL Game Pass, there used to be this feature where you can literally look up the game, the player, who they're playing against, how much of a big play you wanted it to be. But there there was a fumble or an incompletion on it. You could literally pinpoint what type of play you were looking for, and it would give you like two or three, and you would know which one it is. Oh, wow. But then they took away that, and you had to physically watch the entire game just to find plays. So it made it so hard to just watch individual players. The red zone, uh, not not what you were talking about, the red zone too, like the. Is this kind of taking away from that as well? Because you can watch would, every game on the red zone, or is it like? I mean, maybe though. It's maybe, too fast. Yeah. It moves in and out of games in thirty seconds. Yeah. Like it's just not. I'd rather just sit down and watch a game. I'd rather watch like the Saints getting blown out by the Bucks, like thirty-one to nine, than watch con- consistent like just games going on. Right. Like, yeah, I would I'd hate... rather switch to Fox and see if it's a more interesting game, and if it is, I'll watch it. But like, plus, like, I would. Oh, sorry. I would hate watching like an interesting game, like let's say Packers Chiefs. It's like really good, and then thirty seconds later you're Browns going to, and Bucks. Yeah, or something. Detroit yeah. and uh, Detroit and Cleveland. It's like what the Giants I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this. Get me back to the good stuff. Yeah, and you know NFL Red Zone. Like most of the time, you just see the clips on Twitter. Like ten right. minutes yeah. later, if yeah. even no, it makes no difference. Like, you just follow the Red Zone Twitter page, and you're fine. Yeah, like. Juju Smith-Schuster scores a touchdown. You'll see that in three minutes. You'll get the fantasy update. You'll get it all. Okay, wait. Juju's on the Chiefs now, right? Yeah. Correct. Yep. 
<laughs> Him and Jackson Mahomes are going to be TikTok sensations. Yeah, I know. That's Come already on. been the joke for like months. That they're already if they don't make one, do that. that that's a wasted opportunity. I know, he said he wasn't going to, I guess. Yeah, but like buy outs, what he's saying. Is that with the his contract? Is that like in the fine print? Yeah, not must make, make TikTok. a TikTok with Jackson Mahomes. Yeah. Or he, maybe not. I don't know. They're going to do that one TikTok and be like, I didn't know you were chill like that. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. 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 Or they'll do the, come on, I'm Dory. Let's go. That one. Some, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, stupid Like TikTok wave them in. Do. Yeah. Or they'll just the do. Chiefs the... probably wrote a clause into his contract that he should get fined 100K for every TikTok he makes with Jackson. So that's why he came out and said, we're not doing that. Maybe they'll spray, <laughs> maybe they'll spray champagne on the 300 section again. Maybe. Out in negative 10 degree weather, just <laughs> douse them in liquid that freezes. I, you know what? If Juju, like, some for some reason got hurt, injured, that's when he'll do TikToks. Yeah. Uh, and be like, up in the booth like Jameis Jackson. Winston in the locker room, just going hard on the crutches. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> that, was, that was probably one of the funniest videos <laughs> to come out of the season. I think that was the funniest <laughs> video. Like, this dude just got a se- season-ending injury. Season-ending injury. And then dancing with the crutches <laughs> on one leg, like, yeah! In W's. <laughs> Oh Beating God. the box. Yeah, and yeah, the, the, just the, the strobe lights and the fog going yeah. on. Yeah, it's just nuts. <laughs> like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, I, I know I just tore my ACL and all, but we beat Brady. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to dance anyway. Screw and the my Bills injury. stomped them. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Well, that was against uh, what? Their t- was there even Taysom Hill? Yes. No. Who no. was after was Taysom like Hill? Simeon. Yes, Trevor Simeon. Yeah. yeah and then they had right. Ian Book. Yes. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Because he both didn't so play that game though. He didn't play till yeah, I know. Miami, I thought. You know, he played but not against the Bills. Did you hear Sean Payton might be coming back to coach again? Uh, well yeah. That's, oh I'm sure. That right? that's the thing why I think he retired. I think he, he was good. he was either gonna go in Miami or he wants to go to Dallas because he really likes Dallas. Mike McCarthy, if Dallas wants to get out of the USFL team like standard. Right. I think they need a different coach than Mike McCarthy. If you look at that playoff game against the 49ers, the oh clock God. management was the worst yeah, I've ever yeah, seen. Let's, let's, let's run gra- yeah, yeah. with 30 <laughs> seconds left and then slide and then not give the ball back to the ref. Yeah. Like, that's you know all the on rules. The ref needs to touch the ball. It's not like... And that's the Dallas Cowboys way. Yeah, yeah America's, team. Huh. <laughs> America's team. America's huh. team. Whenever you time you play football... Watch the Dallas Cowboys and take Mer- They haven't been America's team, and even if they were, is questionable. Oh, it's been, like tw- it's been since the 90s, years. since Troy yeah. Aikman. That's the yeah. only... That's the last time they were America's team. Yeah. There. Jerry Jones like just likes to coin that term. I'd say, like... It's like a Joe Buck term every time. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're here in Dallas with America's team this time. Dude, honestly, mm-hmm. when you when you when before you moved your eyes, you had the Joe Buck look. I know, yeah. We're here in Dallas with America's team. My name's Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. Favorite video of football. Joe Buck is getting kicked out of the locker room by Derek Jeter in the All-Star game. Oh, my God. You ever seen that? No. Derek, he's like, get out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, go, yeah. leave. Derek Jeter does not give two anythings. No. Way to like, censor yourself. I'm proud. Two yeah. donuts. Yeah, I gotta make two sure bagels. I, I don't like hit the Two flubs. Down. He doesn't give two flubs about it. Yeah, two no, flubs. I, two flubs. Flub is the go-to word. I haven't had to press the red big... The big red button yet? I don't I don't want to tempt myself. Dump, 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 flub, dump, 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 dump. Oh my god! The Imperial March. That's what you hear when Brady walks out of the field <laughs> every time. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna take a quick break. You have been listening to Blitz on ninety one point three FM WBNY, 
Buffalo, Buffalo's original alternative since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. Keep listening. Back in one minute, I turned myself off before I even played a PSA. Good job, me. And mistakes made ahead of me. And I um, I will make sure over over the next decade or so that they they will uh, they will know that they made a mistake. Yeah, my, nine mistakes. Yeah, sure, Josh. Josh Rosen on that clip on his draft night to his the team that picked him that ultimately didn't want him. Josh Rosen or Arizona Cardinals. I don't know why he said Josh Rosen. Again. Josh Rosen picked Josh Rosen. Yeah, Josh. That's that's mm-hmm. all he did. Um, but I am still Double D, joined by Joe Kelly, Evan Harrington, Terrence Harris over the phone because he has nowhere else in his house to be but here. Um, and Josh Rosen just signed with the Cleveland Browns for with a one-year deal. And I'm kind of surprised at the signing. Did they want, like, uh, go from mediocre 2018 draft class QB to bust QB from the 2018 draft class QB? Like... So here's here's my thought what's, here. What's the thought process? So there? you know Baker Mayfield didn't want to play there anyway. So it was it, he he would have played for the fans, but not for the team, right? Right. So he's gone. He's in Carolina now. It makes no difference. Um, you have a civil suit offender, um, also just avoiding you know a, a worse term for that, mm-hmm. on your team who's going to be out a certain number of games for the season. Then you're left with Jacoby Brissett, and there's nothing yeah. more to say with that. Yeah. So I I think it was more of a hey here's a prospect that was a decent college quarterback who maybe might not be a bust if you put time into him I don't know but definitely a placeholder because you don't want Jacoby Brissett playing. But it's funny I think Josh Rosen is now back. <laughs> yeah. At his like fourth team I yeah. think. Well yeah. he went he care or uh, the Cardinals the Raiders. He backup. went to the Raiders. He was a backup backup. Mm. Wasn't he practice squad or something? I, I remember. So. I remember Cardinals, Miami, Falcons, now Browns. I don't remember. No, or Bucks. The, uh, I'm missing the Bucks. Yeah, he was on the Buccaneers practice squad, and then he was signed by the 49ers, oh, and see. then he went to Ari- or excuse me, Atlanta, and now uh, Cleveland. I got 2018 Cardinals. Yeah. There's no way. Hang on, hang on. That is not right. <laughs> They're giving him 2,000 yards in, or something. He probably had 2,000 yards. He played enough games. I mean, he played all of them, I think. Um, or he might have missed one all or All right, two. then we'll go off of it. So Cardinals, 2019, the Dolphins, 567 yards. And then it skips 2020, and then 2021 was the Falcons. Yeah, no, I have um, Josh Rosen's stats here from the 2018 season. Uh, he had... A three and ten quarterback record with a fifty five point two completion percentage, two thousand two hundred and seventy eight yards, eleven touchdowns to fourteen interceptions, a two point eight touchdown percentage. <sighs> wow. His longest pass was seventy five yards. Wow, that's actually a good stat. Yeah, it's not bad. That's a that's like a mediocre stat. Good for him. He got something. Yeah, right. <laughs> um yeah, other than He's that, not a complete bum. <laughs> right. Hey, he played 14 games and started 14 of them, so... Anyone? Well, yeah, who else was in Arizona to back him up? Anyone who was not going to have a worse touchdown to interception ratio than Josh Roshan? Probably. Um, and then he went to Miami, like you mentioned, he had, you know, 
Oh, gosh. When I'm looking at it now, he had a worse completion percentage by two points. 500 yards. One touchdown, five interceptions. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then in Atlanta, his longest pass was 14 yards. Nine mistakes, right? Yeah, nine mistakes. Speaking no, of nine no. mistakes, he had uh, nine incompletions in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> He had uh, 11 passes attempted, and he only completed two of them. Oh, my God. That is horrible. An 18.2 completes percentage. 18.2. Oh, jeez. Like, I'm realistic. I, th- I think any of us four can go out there and have a better complete percentage than 18. Well, we can't so send out Joe right now. He's in a boot, so we can't do that. No, no. We can send out Joe. He can throw better balls than Josh Rosen. Oh, 100%. They're going to aim for his foot. He's going to, like, no. ten, give him the Cleveland this... Browns O-line. No, here's <laughs> here's what it is. Listen, if I were to so un- or so-called kick someone with this, it'd have some heft behind it. I think I would be able to fend for myself. F-D, F-D, F-D. Mobility-wise, maybe not. <laughs> maybe hopping on one foot's my best option. But... Defensive wise, like fighting, I'd be fine, dude. If Big Ben can run around in the NFL at age what thirty nine, whatever it yeah. was, I think you can move around with on the one worst foot. diet for a professional athlete I've ever seen. The guy was injured and gained thirty five pounds. You know what I mean? Like it's a, <laughs> a chin was added between those seasons. You know, so I, I just it's I'm looking at these old tweets right now for when Josh Allen was drafted. Like we, we oh, I think we course. did this a couple like, weeks yeah. ago or a couple shows ago. Um. And they're saying, wrong Josh. Should yeah. have wish, wish you went with Rosen. How could you not? They said, this guy's a bum. You know, Josh Allen's a bum. Rosen was the right move. How you feeling now? I know, right? And then you say, you're, oh, I, I, I've always believed in Josh Allen. No, you haven't. No. 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 We, we can pull up. We have the receipts. There's probably three tweets in that entire package of tweets that are like positive. Are positive. Like, yes, Fireball, Wyoming, everything. This guy's going to build Buffalo's future. You know, I saw that one, and that was from 2018. I, I commented on it. I said, "Good on you. you. You predicted it. Good job." Now, t- uh, should I should I out myself right now? Go ahead, Tim. Oh boy, it? yeah. I Let's was, hear it. I was I was one of those. I did not post it online, but I'll just admit it that I was one of those wrong Josh people. But I didn't like make any tweets about it or nothing. I didn't really post on it online because I wasn't using social media like that at the time. But I was one of those wrong Josh people. So for that, I apologize. I have now confessed my sins. I've been on the Josh hype train ever since I saw him, you know, play his rookie year. When he started going out there, sure, he wasn't the greatest passer. Hurtling defenders. Seeing the, seeing the competitiveness that, you know, he had and things like that, like hurtling defenders, just the stuff that he was doing on the ground. All right, I'm like, all right, I'm bought in on this guy. But on draft night, I was one of those wrong Josh people. So I it did it. It happened. I'm ashamed of it. I'm sorry. You know, that's just the nature of the beast in this business. You know, you, you're, that's part of it. It's just being wrong. And that was, I was wrong. I apologize, but I'm all in on Josh now. I have been since, you know, the first time I saw him step foot on the field, but I have to let it be known that I was a wrong Josher. I was a Josh Rosen guy too. Wow. I never tweeted anything, but I was a Josh Rosen guy too. I thought, I just thought, I mean, also, I, I, I'll admit this, like, I was younger, so I wasn't into football like I was now. I wasn't studying the prospects. So I was listening to more of the the, the quote-unquote draft experts. And, you know, they kept filling my head with, with uh, you know, draft the safe guy. You get the safe guy. And, you know, me being a young Bills fan, I was just like, oh, I just want a quarterback. You know, I just want a good quarterback. You know, I look at all these quarterbacks, I'm like, well, 
you know, this Josh Rosen guy looks safe. Everyone keeps saying, like, you know, he's, you know, one of the most NFL-ready. He'll right. be a safe option. And <sighs> I mean, that was the year I really started looking into prospects and stuff like that for the Bills. And it was, I'll admit, I thought they were going to take Rosen leading up to the draft. You know, like, I I saw it, that as a definite possibility. But at the time, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? He was a good option, quote-unquote, you know? So... I don't know. I, I wasn't necessarily a non-believer in Josh Allen. I just I was surprised when the move was made. I didn't really voice an opinion about it because I wanted to wait and see how he played in like training camp and whatnot. And um, if I'm being honest with you, starting Peterman day one, absolute mistake. You know that guy's track record in games. You know, it's just I think we the guy that was found is the one, and Josh Rosen's a a, a bum. You know, so it's just it's interesting to see that a team actually traded for him and he'll be he. Most likely, we'll be starting the season if Deshaun Watson doesn't play. Who, yeah. Rosen? Yeah. No, it's going to be Jacoby Brissett. You think they'll play Brissett over Rosen? Yeah, Brissett's like a decent player. Brissett I, isn't bad. I, I think the Browns promised Rosen a fair shot. Yeah, a fair start. shot, but like Brissett has been a quarterback in the NFL that you know, actually won games. Uh, when you know when he's played for the Colts, he's actually won games. Well, well, Rosen won three games. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying like Brissett is actually like one proven win- oh, games. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a proven he's, winner in this yeah. league. Nothing, you know, to the levels of like Josh Allen or Mahomes or Brady Rogers, but you know, Brissett's a winner. Like he's won some games in this league, and Rosen just hasn't done that. I think there's a big, significant leap um, from Jacoby Brissett to. Uh, Josh Rosen. They I couldn't think. have gone after someone like Nick Foles, though. I don't think you're. I, I don't think Nick Foles is better than Brissett. Isn't Nick Foles in the Colts? He's an Indy. Oh yeah. Yeah, he went to the Colts. That's right. Backup for. Uh, He's the backup for Matt Maddie Ryan, Ice. Yeah. Um, Pending another taunting penalty. Like in the end zone. <laughs> Like you can. I mean, he had that one year. Jacoby Brissett had a few decent seasons. Um, with the Colts, uh, in 2019, to be specific, uh, he had. About three thousand yards, eighteen touchdowns, and six interceptions. Like that's solid, right? Compared to what Josh Rosen has delivered to you, and <laughs> even in twenty seventeen, he had thirteen touchdowns to seven picks. I mean, he's got thirty six uh, passing touchdowns in his career to, uh, to seventeen interceptions, and you know he's got a little bit of upside as a rusher as well, uh, being a big body mm-hmm. player. I I just don't like Josh Rosen. Like I wouldn't put him in the quote unquote category. Uh, you know. With Jacoby Brissett, I think Brissett's an actual good backup of this league. Like, if the Bills right now had Josh Allen and Matt Barkley on the roster, and not Case Keenum, I'm I'm in Brissett's on the open market. I'm bringing Brissett in easily right. to be yeah. my backup. No, yeah, I, I can see that what. for sure. I mean, you can make an argument that Brissett's a better backup than Keenum. Like, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Like, Brissett's a solid quarterback. I mean, he didn't do it with Miami, but. Realistically, what was going right for Miami all that season? Like, nothing was. Uh, but, you know, nonetheless, Brissett, solid player, and we'll see what he can do. Yeah, no, I remember uh, back when, you know how every year they do, like, predict the pick. And I remember just me thinking, it's going to be one of the Joshes. I don't care which Josh. And I'm so glad we picked the right Josh. Yeah, Because I was like, I, I knew it was going to be a Josh because they, they were both slated to fall. Because I, I knew Darnold was going to be gone early. I didn't know where Baker was going to end up. And Lamar was not even in, like, visible sight for me. 
So I was I, I was pretty content on one of the Joshes, and I'll pick one of the Joshes. I don't remember which Josh I picked. I think I picked Alan, and I'm not trying to say that to be like, you know, I was right, but more <laughs> like I I remember picking the guy with an A. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think that's that's it. Uh, but talking about Josh Rosen. I think we can all agree on this, that watching Nathan Peterman alone is was – was enough at least for me to make me a believer in Josh Allen. I thought, geez, oh, I mean, yeah. even if this Allen kid doesn't end up being the guy, just watching that Ravens game week one where he got absolutely demolished, like, sure, even if this Josh Allen kid isn't the guy, he can't be worse than Nathan Gosh Darn Peterman. So just watching him alone was enough to make me feel like, okay, just throw Josh in there, just see what can happen. He can't be worse than whatever's going on, you know, currently with Peterman out there, but Going back to Rosen before I pass it back to you, Double D, I mean, even if he does get on the field, I mean, this is probably honestly the best situation he's ever been in in Cleveland. Certainly the best offensive line, best backfield duo, best receivers that he's ever thrown to. So who knows? Maybe he gets out there and he plays well and buys himself some more time to get a shot elsewhere or it can just be the, the backup in Cleveland, but it's not like he's going to unseat Watson. Now that $230 million fully guaranteed, but... You know, maybe he can buy himself some time to be a Cleveland's backup or to find a starting opportunity elsewhere, but that's my two cents. Go ahead, WD. Now, talking about, you know, jo- Evan, do you have a... No, a I had something to say, but it's it's not even worth it for the point. I was going to say, watching Nathan Peterman wanted me, you know, to have the Bills sign Tyrod Taylor to a six-year extension worth what Josh <laughs> Allen's making. Like, that's how bad Nathan Peterman was. Yeah. No, it... It's he's he was the horrible. perfect practice squad squad quarterback though. Yeah. No, no, he was like you watched him in training camp and it's okay. Just say like you're just a casual Bills fan. You don't really pay attention to things. All you knew at the time in 2017 was that the Bills still haven't made the playoffs. They're not that team yet. They need a quarterback. You go to the training camp with like a guy who knows the Bills, whatever. And the casual fans is like, who's who's that quarterback? And you're like, oh, that that's a. You know, our six-round pick, Nathan Peterman, he's whatever. Six-round pick, Tom Brady. Oh, my gosh, look at this guy go. <laughs> Everyone thought Nathan Peterman literally was something special because, oh, he was good in training camp. We mm-hmm. thought he was the next Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, no, and it was like he came into that, the Chargers game or Rams game. I forget which one. Chargers. Chargers, Chargers game. Chargers. I remember that very well. Yeah, yeah. he came into that Chargers game and just absolutely – we're like, oh man, we finally get to see him. So excited! And then one interception, two interception, three. And interception. one of them wasn't his fault. So we were still like, kind of like hoping. And yeah. then it was like three, four, four five, five, and a half. Then the playoff <laughs> game against the Jags. Yeah, it was like, oh, oh Tyrod Taylor's knocked out in the, in the ends in our own end zone. Like Peterman you know for I mean? the tie. Yeah, Peterman could tie it right now. Uh, Almost picked. Yeah. <laughs> Throws it right to Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. yeah. But talking about Josh we, Rosen. Oh, what? Wait, hold on. Can we talk about that for a second, that five-interception game? I mean, that was bad on him, but that was not a good coaching decision by McDermott. I know Tyrod Taylor wasn't playing great, and the offense was kind of stagnant, but that was just – normally McDermott is an excellent coach, but that was just – I still scratch my head about that one to this day. You don't bench the incumbent starter when you're in the – midst of a playoff race for a sixth-round rookie against a very good defense. I mean, we're talking, you know, Joey Bosa. I think they still had Casey Hayward at the time. That was mm-hmm. just, that was stupid. That was a head-scratcher. 
So, I mean, Peterman, he, he played bad, but, I mean, he got thrown into a really bad situation, and I did not think that was a great decision at all by McDermott to bench Taylor for him. Well, talking about Josh Rosen and all that, you know, it's reminded me of the guy who replaced him, Joe. You mentioned him, Kyler Murray. Yeah. You know, just signed a five-year extension for $203 million. An interesting fact, before we go into a little debate if, that, if he's worth it, uh, there was always a question if he was going to go and play baseball instead of being football. His contract, uh, which is $46.1 million a year, is only $2 million less than the whole Oakland A's payroll. I love that. Whole. Like, that. that's crazy. That, and uh, one of the reporters asked, uh, you know, can we finally strike down baseball? And the GM of the Cardinals said, have you looked at the payroll? I, I mean, compared to what we're paying him to compared to what they're paying everybody else, he's staying. So um, is he worth this big of a contract? Because I kind of say yes and no at the same time. Hey, thanks for the Twitter follow, Joe. I just saw that. Yeah, yeah. No problem. No problem. Just, just mid show yeah. me talking. Yep. Follow Tanner. Yeah, I saw I saw the retweet. I was on my <laughs> Twitter and I was like, all right, I don't follow Tanner, so I'm gonna I'm gonna toss him a follow real fast. Co host of the year goes to <laughs> Joe Kelly. <laughs> oh man. But I really don't think I, I think Kyler's a good regular season player. Right. No postseason. But he can't I, I mean he got crushed. In well, that Rams game. Here's my take on like quarterbacks like Kyler Murray. And I grouped Lamar Jackson in with him a little bit as well. Not the biggest arm, right? Necessarily. Ooh, Kyler? Kyler. and a huge arm. Well, he's got a huge arm. But I'm like grouping him in more on the running with Lamar yeah, Jackson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did uh, Correct me. Did Cam Newton have a big arm? Yes. Kind of. Almost. I mean, he runs a little bit. He's not as tanky as Cam Newton is. He's very short. Kyler Murray is shorter, stat, stockier. He's a stockier. Almost a Russell Wilson-esque. You know what I mean? He's like, a faster, more shiftier, agile Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. He's like Lamar and Russell Wilson together. Like, yeah, that, that's what in, I would say. in a sense, yes. And while, you know, I feel like he just, I don't know. I, it's such a tough thing because he has he really performed well enough to get that big of a payday i don't know well it's not that okay let me they wanted all the instagram photos back on so they paid him a little more yeah but (laughs) right i mean it's just i don't know i don't know well no the thing the thing with kyler murray is obviously he's one of the youngest quarterbacks in the nfl right you have that for him right now He's one of the youngest quarterbacks in the NFL. He is one of the mo- best young quarterbacks in the NFL. He's transcending uh, amongst the top of the league. Um, he's a borderline top 10 quarterback in many people's eyes. You can have him at 9, 10, or 11 for me. That's where I kind of have him ranked. Uh, Kyler Murray is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in football. Uh, he's very accurate in the deep, the short, intermediate parts of the game. Uh, that's where he thrives on throwing the football. Obviously, his height plays into a factor and him sitting in the pocket and, you know, making decisions inside the pocket, which, you know, allows him to bail outside. You know, he'll leave the pocket early in this, that, and the third. The thing with Kyler Murray that people want to see is can the guy play a consistent 17-game stretch of football, including the postseason? Um, but he hasn't done that yet. Uh, there's been points in times where Kyler Murray is the best quarterback in football for the 
first eight games of the season. Yeah. And then he just falls off the face of a cliff, you know, for the next nine. Where is he? Where did he go? Um, and he also had a horrible playoff game against the Rams. I'm not going to just, you know, peg it on him. It wasn't all his fault. No. Like, it really is bad. Uh, plus, let's also look to the fact that his coach, Cliff Kingsbury, is a joke. Cliff Kingsbury is a literal joke of an NFL head coach. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's never had a winning record in his life. Right. Oh, jeez. Like, it, it's bad. Like, Cliff Kingsbury well, is Well, except just, for last season. Yeah. Or, there's something with Cliff Kingsbury. I'm trying to remember the stat. But it's it's just not good. Uh, Kyler, you know, has his do's and don'ts. He's a great player, in my opinion. I don't think he's there with Lamar. I don't think he's there with Watson, Allen, Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, Herbert, Burrow, Stafford, you know, et cetera. But I think he's a great player on the come-up, and I think you needed to give him this money because realistically, what other quarterback are you going to get? Yeah. What other quarterback are you going to go out and get? There's no free agent quarterback that you can get. Jimmy Garoppolo. That's a big no. <laughs> I just, I don't know if I would have ex- I, given him five years. I think that's safe. Think? I, I think that's safe. I mean, when Deshaun Watson first signed his contract with the Texans, it was only four years. Mm-hmm. It wasn't long security. I don't think they're expecting long security. Um, because this is about as long as Cliff and the GM are there. Six years uh, with them, and then he, Kyler gets the fifth-year extension, and then this. So I think it works. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it, if it doesn't work, then you all get replaced. Okay. That's kind of like the thing now. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, you guys here talking about Kyler Murray, and I'm just sitting here thinking, how can I relate this back to the Bills? And let me tell you, I just got to thank Brandon Bean that we got Josh Allen's contract on uh, when we did, because with every passing quarterback contract, Allen's looks more and more like a bargain. Obviously, this Tyler Murray contract makes them the second highest paid quarterback in the league, at least for this season, at $46 million. And then you still have, you know, Lamar Jackson, who wants an extension. You have to wonder what guys like Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow are going to ask for when they become extension eligible. So, to have Josh Allen right now as the fifth base, the fifth highest paid quarterback in the NFL at $43 million this season, and then with those guys still on the table, and even Russell Wilson, his contract is looking more and more like a bargain every day. So hats off to being in the Bills organization for getting Allen's contract done uh, when they did. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like You mentioned that they got this contract done uh, you know, at the right time, but I'm on spot track right now. And I, I just, you know, wanted to take a quick peek at this uh, before we, we take, you know, going to the break. When you look at Justin Herbert. If we do a break. Oh, I, I mean, that's Ooh. up to you, Dan. I don't got the controls, man. I'm in Studio B. I can't. I, know, oh, I, I, I can try and jump through the window, but that's really yeah, it. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> um, but when you're looking at young quarterbacks in the NFL and that quarterbacks that are due for a big payday, you, you think of, you know, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. I'm looking at this on Spot Track right now, and Justin Herbert's calculated market value is about forty three million dollars as at at this moment at this moment and you're like, Ooh. oh that's that's a lot well not really for a player like Herbert, you you know like yeah. Justin Herbert could easily command way more than Kyler. I don't understand how he was so low on the top ten ESPN quarterback list. Yeah, and you know that's the, that's the thing like Herbert, I expect the Chargers to make the playoffs next year. I expect Herbert to have an MVP caliber season. The fourth expect, down king, Justin Herbert. Yeah, right. I expect <laughs> Herbert to take another step. And he's been the best two-year quarterback in the NFL 
you know, for starting a career. He's, you know, just done it all. Yeah, I mean, so, people compare him to Josh Allen. I mean, like, it's realistic. Like, yeah. besides rushing, it's all there. Yeah. Like, besides the rushing aspect, it's all there. One prospector. Not prospector. One, one, yeah. One well, prospector? I mean, yeah, yeah. He, Are you hunting for gold? No. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> one one, one uh, reporter made mention that he's only ever seen two guys throw where the ball literally explodes out of their hands, and it's Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, the way it, their wrist all of a sudden just snaps and it just explodes forward, it's the only two guys he's ever seen it with. I, I want to say it was Schefter, and it's the only good – or Rappaport, one of them, you know, but I, I don't know. Everybody believes Rappaport more. Everybody. Yeah, well, didn't Schefter blast out that OBJ was coming to Buffalo or yeah, something? He he blasts out all of these things that he's been criticized for the past couple of months. But yeah, but also, like, like I'm talking Burrow – his uh, average annual salary for a calculated market value is just shy of forty-one million, mm-hmm. and I think I think Spotrac isn't on point with this. I think they're underestimating what Burrow and Herbert are gonna get paid. Um, I think that both of them uh, are gonna easily command forty-five plus million. I I don't think it's I don't think that's a stretch at all. Like for sure. Like when you look at quarterbacks um, and you know careers and you know the way they've been introduced to the league and the way they've been playing. When Josh Allen got his contract, he didn't have um, the full statistics and the full uh, playability and just everything accomplished compared to, to Herbert and, uh, and Burrow. Like, Herbert's done more in his first two years than Allen did in his first two years. Burrow's done more in his first two years than Allen did in his first two years. I'm not saying that they're better than Allen. I'm just, I'm just saying. Right, you're just like, saying They're going to command like, how, how great they've been. So, you know, these two guys are going to command a lot of money. And when, you know, again, like, I forgot who mentioned it, but when you, when you look back and go, your brain and being Sean McDermott, you're like, wow, we got a good one. Yeah. Like, we, we got a good one. Uh, and Josh Allen, not only as a player, but as a contract as well. You're just, you're just going to be sitting back and just going, man, I'm glad we signed this guy now rather than later because Josh Allen's contract isn't kicked in yet. His fifth-year option's under. Right. And just think about Lamar. I mean, Lamar still hasn't signed, and you look at this Kyler Murray contract, and Lamar's going to go, I have an MVP. I'm better than him. I've won a playoff game or two. Right. I'm better than him. I deserve more money, and I want it now. It's honestly, do you think Lamar has to really play the season and then they go through it? I think that that's what they're waiting for. Because he's injury prone. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. There's reports from, yeah. there, there's stuff from Raven's side that says that Lamar's not meeting with them and they're open to it. And there's other things that Lamar says that he will go and when he's ready. And it's like, how much longer do we have to wait? Like, bro, I, I get it. You want to keep getting more money added and added and added. But, like, they're going to pass a, at some point. And he has such a bad rep right now. Mm-hmm. He has such a bad rep with no wide receiver wanting to go there. None. I mean, they tried so hard, I think, what, one off season ago? Not this past off season, well, but the last one. What's the reasoning behind that? Do they t- say why? Just because he runs all the time and doesn't throw? Or? Well, yeah, because well, it's they not really want... his fault that he runs. It's kind of the the system with Greg Roman. Yeah, Greg Roman is like it, it's a it's a terrible system. Like the base yeah. system. Like I mean, there's a lot of more implications. Like you'd have to watch the film and break I mean, that's down why they the have... offensive personnel. Hey, NFL Plus, we can do that. Yeah, though. right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, right. 
plug. Uh, <laughs> but basically, like the offensive structural breakdown for the Baltimore Ravens is literally just 13 personnel. It's one receiver out left, three tight ends to the right tackle. It's a mo- it's one of the most basic constructed offenses in the league that it's not heavily involving the passing game. It's more involving the running game. Obviously, rightfully so. You have Lamar Jackson, the most electrifying player in football. He can run the football phenomenally. You got backs like Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. You're going to want to run the football. You got great blocking tight ends, uh, you know, in uh, Boyle, uh, Andrews, et cetera. And, and they just drafted one, too. So, you you know, you have all that. But overall, it's just like at, at a point in time, like, I don't think Lamar Jackson's a bad thrower of the football. I don't think he's a great thrower of the football. I think he's just a good thrower of the football. We've seen times where Lamar can put some zip behind it. We've seen times where Lamar Jackson has completed 85% of his passes while throwing 400 yards and four touchdowns. We've seen it. We've seen the guy be able to throw the football. It's just I don't think he's in a good offensive structure to really showcase his true abilities as an NFL quarterback. If he was in almost in any other system, Kansas City, Buffalo, Chargers, anywhere, realistically anywhere, Green Bay, you'd see Lamar Jackson's passing numbers be a lot better than they are. You'd watch the tape and go, okay, look, this guy can throw the football at a high level. But when you look at his receivers, Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown is not a receiver one in this game. Mm-mm. Rashad Bateman had an injury-riddled rookie season. We didn't know what he was going to be. We ask, what, you know, like, what are they doing in the offseason to help him out? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, like, they traded away all their, those Their yeah, number receivers. one receiver is Rashad Bateman. Like, mm-hmm. a, a late first-round pick, which is, yeah. you know, fine. But he hasn't done anything. Yeah, he, he hasn't done anything to prove that he's a receiver one. And they traded him for a first-round pick. And, you know, that's the thing. I'm, like, I'm looking at the Ravens receiving chart right now. It's just a bunch of guys that you hear Ravens fans talk about like, oh, it, listen, this guy, this guy could be good. This guy could be good. Well, it, can he be good? It's like all of these guys have question marks. Rashad Bateman, Devin DuVernay, uh, James Procise, Tylon Wallace, Jalen Moore. All those Jeez. players are nice players. They're they're nice individual players, but they're not enough to be your top five in a receiving court. Like, you, you shouldn't be looking to, the, to those guys um, – just to be the commanding starters for an NFL offense. Rashad Bateman should realistically be your two or three. Um, but then you got you got Ravens fans going, or NFL fans going, like, oh, but he's got Mark Andrews. He's a top three tight end in football. Yeah, but that's a tight end. Yeah, like, that's a tight end. Yeah. Like, Andrews, oh, my gosh. How much elite. are you going to go to a tight end? Oh, a lot. They go to him a lot. But, well, yeah, they, because he's the yeah, only right. good player on their team. And it's the uh, offensive structure. Wise. It's the yeah. offensive structure. I mean, they, they run two... So many tight end sets that the receivers are not going to be on the field. The receivers are almost a decoy at that point. And you you go to the offensive line, Ronnie Stanley right now, out. Tyree Phillips, decent player, nothing too good. Tyler Lindemann, probably the best center prospect we've seen in years. Uh, Kevin Zeitler, nice veteran. Morgan Moses, nice veteran. It's not like it's a great offensive line. Like It's not a great offensive line. So Lamar is dealing with, like, people don't understand what Lamar had to deal with last year. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, both out. Rashad Bateman, Marcus or, or Marquise Brown, his two receivers. Mark Andrews, great. Patrick Ricard, I forgot to note him. One of the second-best fullback in football. Yeah. Um, offensive line injured. Ronnie Stanley out again. They traded Orlando Brown to the Chiefs. Loses a great player. So, like, I mean, Lamar just doesn't have what people think he has. Lamar's a great player. I think Lamar needs to get out of Baltimore, or there needs to be a big change in Baltimore. That's just my opinion on Lamar, though. Lamar yeah. deserves 45-plus million. I think yeah, I mean, I think he'll get it. It's just he has Honestly, I don't know if it like you said, I don't know if it'll be with the the Baltimore Ravens because they're not making any changes to their 
personnel to really help. You, he need he, you can't do it yourself. Yeah, he could just straight up leave. Yeah, he could straight up not renegotiate and just become a free agent, and he will get picked up. Like we said, maybe by the Cardinals if Kyler Murray does. You know what I mean? Like, but right. after his after his deal, of course. But like, what other team? What team do you think he'd go to? Like Seattle, maybe. Seattle because that would replace the Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Uh, <laughs> I like how we said that at the same time. Yeah. Great that minds was, think alike. Well, it's yep. the same, like almost the same. The rushing yeah, struggle. Yeah. It's just a little more shifty of a, a rusher. Like, um, like Pittsburgh. Evanson. Pittsburgh could pick it, doesn't work out. And Trubisky. Trubisky might be their starter. Maybe. Definitely a maybe. Uh, we do have breaking news from Adam oh, Scheffner. Oh, no. 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 Why are we talking about Adam Scheffner? It might uh, be but fake. It, it stays in the AFC North. Uh, the Steelers are releasing brother of no. Tremaine Edmonds, Trey Edmonds no. today. No, no. The running back. The running back fullback. Correct. Do we do we get, pick him up? Do we pick up the fullback to keep it in the family? I don't know. I don't know because his brother Tremaine is has to really play for it this year, I think. Otherwise, he might be gone as well. I mean, unless if it's completely fake. Remember, it's Scheffner. Nothing saying yeah, it's right. real yet. Yeah, if, if that's Scheffner. fake on that news and Scheffner, you're just... I know. <laughs> if you really messed up that, that's got to be horrible. I, would, uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind bringing in Trey Edmonds just to be a camp. I hate to say camp body because well, I, I don't like the camp body. He might outplay Zach Moss. He, he would get a, <laughs> I heard, yeah. You know what? Before we, Zach Moss had a really good day one. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. I heard he was motivated. He looked he looked in better shape. Well, I think um, he knows it's now or never for him. Hey, oh, and yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, don't. I know we're going slightly off talk, topic with this, but when you look at the Bills' running back room, Cook, Singletary, and then you, you move a little bit, Taiwan Jones, you know the special teams ace. So you know those are three three guys. And if you want to throw Gilliam in there, four. Reggie. You don't want to keep around Duke Johnson because he's just basically a reincarnation of Devin Singletary and James Cook. If Zach Moss can show, hey, McDermott, you know, um, guys, like, I, I'm worth this roster spot. Ken Dorsey, uh, Leslie Frazier, Brandon Bean, like, I'm worth this roster spot. You guys invested a third-round pick in me a couple years ago. I can play. The injury riddled, me, riddled my season last year. Give me a shot. Let's see what I can do. I'm like I'm a big believer in Zach Moss. I hope he can do some things. I would love to have a, th- a quote unquote three headed monster in the backfield, uh, but you know time will tell. Time will. Yeah. And Terry, do you have any thoughts? I know you haven't talked in a little bit. Uh, let's see. Um, give me something. Let's see. Um, Lamar. All right. So we're ah uh, Lamar. Um, I, mean, I, heard <laughs> well, guys, I heard you guys talking about him bouncing around teams, but I feel like there's always going to be the same issue is that offensive coordinators are going to tailor the offense around him and his strength, which is running the football, which is what Baltimore has done. So I feel like no matter what team he's on, they're always going to fall into that same pitfall of trying to, you know, cater the offense around him and his strength running the ball. And there's never going to be, you know, a huge presence on receiving. I mean, if you have Lamar Jackson, you're not going to spread him out and go, you know, five wide every time because that's just not his strength. His strength is running the football. So wherever he goes, they're going to try and cater the offense around that like they've done in Baltimore. So I just feel like Lamar either just has to get better as a passer or we're going to be having this conversation for years down the road. Now, I I, I still got a lot of topics that I want to get to, and it sucks that this show isn't longer. Uh, but 
I want to go into Madden because all the Madden ratings I think are out now public publicly, and you can go on to EA.com and they have the Madden website and you can see the Buffalo players ratings and a lot of them are wrong. <laughs> I, I'm coming straight out. Ed Oliver is an 81. Uh, Mitch Morris is a 79. Uh, Tyler Bass is a 77, which is kind of disrespectful to Bass. But I, I think kind of the surprising ones, if I can find them, that's how far down they are on this uh, Bills roster. But they were both starters for a good amount of time. Oh, here they are. Spencer Brown, right tackle, 68. He is, he is tied with Reggie Gilliam and Matt Hawk and Mark Elwee. And he started games. And then Dane Jackson... As a 67, tied with Greg Van Rodden, Ike Biger, Saran Neal, and Terrell Bernard. Wow. I, I'm, I'm disappointed by these ratings. Because they, these guys came into situations. Brown is a rookie, got thrown into the right tackle spot, did very well for a rookie. And then Dane takes over to, for Trey and you give him 68 and 67? I mean, what is this? What what rating do they go off of this? Because Josh Allen in ninety two. Yeah, Josh Allen is a ninety two. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, because yeah, Diggs is number one at ninety five. Rightfully uh, so. Yeah, Trey I, is number two at ninety three, and then it goes Allen and Von Miller are tied at ninety two. I thought Von Miller's rating was a little generous. Yeah, I mean, I mean for how old he is, yeah. I would have had Allen at a ninety five if it were me in ninety six in that area. I think that's where he would have been. Well, Tom Brady still being the highest yeah. one is fraudulent. Everybody's I, favorite QB. I love when Joe says fraudulent. That's when you know he's serious about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't yeah. flub it up. Yeah. Um, what are the quarterback ratings? It's what, Brady at a 97? Yep. Then Rodgers. 96. Mahomes, 95, I believe. Yep. And then Allen, 92. Yeah, like, so for me, I probably would have made Mahomes and Rodgers both 99s. Or I would have made Rodgers a 99 and Mahomes a 98 just based off the season. You know, Rodgers is back-to-back MVP. Um, I would have made Allen at least a 95. I would say 96. Yeah, that's where I had him. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. You know what's criminal, you, though? Dak Prescott is an 89. Matt that's, Stafford is an 85. Yeah. How does that work? He's yeah. Super Bowl champ, and he's 85. And Joe Burrow is one point above Dak Prescott. How? How? Dak Prescott's equivalent to the USFL quarterbacks. Like, come on, what are we doing here? I like, know. Sometimes he's raised. He's above just... Herbert. How do you have Dak Prescott above Justin Herbert? I uh, I don't even know anymore. Like, because, no, it's bad. Yeah, it's it, it's like I. They've got Tannehill. I wish they would have just waited till like release day to announce all the ranks. Like Joe Mixon, I don't think he's a ninety-three. No offense to Joe Mixon. No, Joe he, Mixon's a 93. They have Malik Willis and know. Zach Wilson above Aaron Rodgers in throw power. Darius Slay. Excuse Slaw. me? I mean, it's yeah. just... It's, yeah. I mean, Josh Allen's the top in that. 99. 99 straight up, no doubt. But, I mean, some of these ratings are just horrible to look at. Like, Stephon Gilmore didn't have a great year last year because he was moving around. 91. Same rating as Micah Hyde. Who? It's nuts. Uh, Steph- um, 
Stephon Gilmore. No, Stephon Gilmore is still a top corner in the league. He had a great season. It's just not as highly documented. He's still a good player. Um, Josh Allen doesn't even make the top 10 for the accuracy, by the way. Yeah, that that was kind of, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say Josh Allen has elite accuracy. Because, uh, you know, we, he still has point in times. But I think a lot of it was uh, they just looked at the numbers. And I think the numbers are kind of, as Joe would say, fraudulent. Uh, just because when you, you have to take out take into account weather. Like, I, I mean, I have this debate on, on NFL TikTok all the time. We were like, oh, Allen had these inconsistent games. I'm like, go go sit at the Buffalo games. Like, like right. literally go watch yeah. these games and tell me that this quarterback is going to play well. If you look at the numbers between Josh Allen and all the other quarterbacks that came through Buffalo, I don't want to hear whether you think those quarterbacks were good or not. That's what I have to talk about. Yeah, Between the quarterbacks Josh Allen played against and Josh there is a significant difference between Josh's numbers and those other quarterbacks' numbers, and Josh's numbers are so much better. And just one more thing that really peeved me at, at all. That's well, a one. peeved? Wow. Their, the awareness ratings, Dak Prescott is above Matt Stafford, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, and they didn't destroy an ankle because they were aware of a person moving at them. That's all I have to say. Now, now Dak has good awareness, he, but I mean, not better than Allen. Not no, better than Allen. Even you look at Matt Staff, like Allen sees pressure coming and he flies out of the way. How is that not, you know what I mean? How are you not aware? Like, Tom Brady's got a 99 in awareness, which... Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's Tom. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, not... It's Tom. You know what? Anything Tom Brady except the rating, I'm not going to argue. It's Tom Brady. I've yeah. been trying to say, well, this done through, Tom. Then he goes, you know what, kid from Buffalo... Watch this. There is one stat that takes me off more than any other. Uh, the QB throw power. I was talking to Joe about this a little bit before the show. Josh Allen is a 99, which is perfectly good. Uh, Mahomes is a 97, which comes at number two. Herbert is a 96. Uh, Stafford's a 95. And then we get weird with it. Number five, hmm. Zach Wilson, 94. I mean, he's got a strong arm. I don't think arm. that's that weird. It's, it's, not, it's not weird. Has a gun. Malik Willis, he has number a gun. six. He has a gun. Baker Mayfield, number seven. He has a gun. Aaron Rodgers, number eight. Yeah, I mean, Roger, Rodgers doesn't have the same throw power he once did. Um, I think I think all those are pretty interchangeable. And then Deshaun Watson and at Sam number nine. Howell. And Sam Howell. Sam Howell has a rocket. Look, I don't understand how you can put rookies like because, this high stats, even though they haven't thrown a ball yet. Because because it's their it's it's their throw power, Dan. It's not like it's not like it's a like a major statistic. It's just like what they've seen from the player. Like Josh Allen came into the league. Oh, this guy's got a rocket of an arm, but no accuracy. Like the throw power doesn't determine like if he's a good player or not. Yeah, it's just kind of. I know. I'm just kind of ticked at it. I, just, I don't. I don't see some of. It's them not more of like a. High. It's not like a rookie stat. It's literally just your physical attributes. It's like physical attributes, which doesn't matter if you're a rookie or not. Yeah, I mean, I uh, the one thing that I'm going to say it again peeves me the most in the game of Madden, which I was playing last night. Josh Allen is quite a fumbler of the football. And I'll admit, he's not the best at protecting the ball when he runs. Last season, though, he was pretty darn good with protecting the ball. Not as many dumb fumbles from just waving his arms around as he's dodging people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. And it's still like he gets tapped. The ball's gone. And that's part of you know who you play as him for. The running ability. Right. If you're, you're, you're scrambling. It's part of his X factor, you know? And... Uh, I don't know. Madden's just a little odd now because I I just upgraded the Xbox Series S version of it. Mm -hmm. And now if you are doing good, there's attributes that harm the other team. 
So right, like yeah. their their player throw icons will be clouded and stuff right. like that, and the camera moves all over the place. Like it's well, just like, why why does that need right, to be in yeah. the game? It makes no sense because no. it hasn't been in any other iteration. It makes no sense. It doesn't. Um, Sorry, I kind of went on no, a rant no, a little that's bit. Okay. I apologize. Um, you know, we got enough time for two more topics, maybe even three. Who knows how much we'll get through? But um. I want to switch over to the NHL for just one quick minute because one thing happened that I think not many of us were He's expecting. Um, to Chuck from the Calgary Flames got traded to the Panthers for Huberdo, Uyghur, and Schwint, and a 2025 first round pick, which would almost make Florida the longest team to not have a first-round pick. They're at four. I believe the record is six. Okay, I'm going to want to show hands right now. Who saw that coming? Tanner, I, I, I can get a metaphysical hand for you. I can get it <laughs> I'll, I'll raise two hands. Tanner, I just wanted, how much do you, like, I know you've been following the Sabres, but, like, do you know the names of Jonathan Huberdeau and Matthew Chuck? No. <laughs> okay. I didn't until recently, like a month ago, so, because, I, I mean, I, getting I, more and more into it as we go. Like you know what I mean, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Since I started my show, like it's it's I I wasn't the biggest Sabres fan. Now I'm getting more and more into it. Not a month ago, that was a little bit of a hyperbole, I would say. But you know, beginning of this season. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't see the train coming. Well, I'll go. Like, I don't. I don't think anybody did. Uh, does Matthew Tuchuk, uh told the Flames that he wasn't going to resign with them? And I think like. A day later at 11 at night when you're just scouring Twitter, it's like, oh, he's been traded. What? What What do you mean he's been traded? Like, this late? Yeah. And, and the Panthers weren't even on, like, the betting odds, like, top 10 betting odds for him to go to the Panthers. I was like, what? Sabres had a better chance. They were at plus 600. Yeah, no, this trade really confused me Um, for, for many reasons. First of all. I think Jonathan Hubert is a, a much better player than Kachuk. This was Kachuk's uh, first like really phenomenal season, uh, recording 102 points on the season. But Jonathan Huberto had 115 himself, and I know he you know he plays with Barkoff, you know Claude Giroux, uh, you know all the other great players, Sam Reinhart, that all the other great players that Florida has. But at the end of the day, Jonathan Huberto is one of the top players in the NHL offensively he is gifted agreed he is one of the top players at his position and i get it he had one more year left on his contract but to trade him away from matthew chuck is something that is very interesting to me and it's just so far out of left field that no one expected it and and it's like the flames didn't really have any like leverage on kachuk you know because kachuk no. wanted to go he wanted to go right it, it was clear dan you mentioned it there was betting for what team he was going to go to. But, you know, the, the the Flames really had no control on Kachuk. It was just kind of, ch- ch- you know, Kachuk is going anywhere. Uh, but nonetheless, the uh, the Panthers gave in. And, you know, they traded Huberto uh, and Uyghur and, you know, some other, other players and picks for Kachuk. And then they, they re-signed Matthew for uh, an eight-year, $9.5 million contract, which is a huge one. And yeah. I believe it's the first, oh, I forgot what it's called, it's like the first sign-and-trade contract extension really it's like no it's some it was some weird in the nhl it was like mm. i forgot what it was uh, i have to look it up don't no one no one like quote that or take that everybody quote put it in the book right now <laughs> yeah like it's locked I'm in trying the to remember now. what it was highlight this this part right nonetheless, here. nonetheless it was just a huge trade and it's interesting what the florida panthers are going to do now 
Because when you look at Matthew Kachuk, he's a full 200-foot player, plays physic- physically. He's great. He's gifted offensively. He had a strong year. But I just don't think he's better than Huberto. Like, I, I just don't. I don't get why. It, it was a very weird trade to wake up to. You know, like, honestly, the it's, details it's, it's the weirdest just... trade I've ever seen. Like It I... really is, Like in a long time. I'm probably not remembering, but it's one of the weirdest trades I've seen in any Do long Do you think time. the Sabres would have traded Tage Thompson if that's who the Panthers wanted? Or not, it, if that's who the Flames wanted. Sorry, let me rephrase I mean, that. I mean, Tage Thompson for Kachuk, I mean, I love Thompson. Kachuk's in another level of, um, of playing. But Runaway microphone. Over yeah, right. It just <laughs> fell right down my mouth. <laughs> um, and then... I probably shouldn't open my mouth about this because I don't know enough. But if we trade Tage Thompson, then that would really put my Sabres fandom in jeopardy, simply put. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, Actually, I mean... While we're on that topic, can I, I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks. I want to ask you guys another little lighthearted question. Who is your favorite... Sabres player currently on the roster and for me obviously it's Mr. Tage, Rage in the Cage, Thompson I just, I love that. We all know Evans. I'm not going to compare him to Josh Allen but it was Allen-esque the jump that he made. I mean he dang near doubled the amount of points you know this season that he had in every other uh, season of his career combined he went from like 34 combined career points to have just 68 this one season and I, I hope he, I hope he balls out next year, and we throw the absolute Brings truck at him, and he stays in Buffalo for a long time. I'd like to think you don't have a sixty-eight point season by accident, but anyway, for me, it's Paige. Who's y'all's favorite favorite player in the roster? I've got four now, words for wait, you. Wait, wait, Joe, I want you to do this with me. I think we all know Evans, and you can say it with me if you know the name. Yeah, Sk- Skinner. Skinner. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. I yeah. said my yeah. my four words were party in the USA. Yeah, so. that's that is, yeah. You know what? I love Jeff Skinner so much. I'm still rocking my old navy blue Jeff Skinner jersey. I got one at the stadium in preseason for twenty dollars because they changed really? the color. It was cheap. Yours wow. is twenty. I bought mine for eighty five like two weeks after they announced it. Really? I got the Sabres 50th patch on it, too. Oh, see, I don't have that. I'm talking, yeah. like, just normal navy blue and white. Like, it's not the okay. the gold. You know, I'm the, but right. this is like... No, it's but not it's the gold, it's still navy Yeah, blue. yeah. But I walked over to the clearance section of the, the Sabres store because it was all the old jerseys, the old colors, and I got a white away jersey because that's the most, you know, it's the most similar to the royal blue, so... I really like Krebs. I don't know what drawed me to, like... I'd say mine's Tuck right now. I, I like Krebs right now. You know what I loved, um... I, I, I did you guys go to any of the Rochester Americans playoff games? I do. Unfortunately, not. not but I went to about four of them. Were you at the Triple OT one? Yes, I was there. Oh my god! Was it Triple OT? Yeah, my yeah. friend uh, who does the podcast with me was there, and it absolutely, he said it was nuts. It was like no, he almost wanted it to end. Yeah, no, we went down. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I was at the one where we were down three zero, and we came back in the third period and scored three goals and one in overtime. Oh wow! I think it was. It was like a, an overtime right at the end. But no, I like, went to the Bandits more than I went to those games, the playoff games. You know, I went to a lot of them, though. But, yeah, no, the, the Americans, Paterka, Quinn, kind of disappointing when I saw him in person. I get it was playoff hockey, so that's hard for a young player that's not into the NHL body type yet. But I, I loved uh, how good Paterka and Krebs were. Uh, they played phenomenal. Uh, Krebs was just absolutely insane. He just he didn't belong in the AHL. He shouldn't have been playing in the AHL. His passes were just out of this world. Uh, he's going to be a phenomenal NHL player, and if he's your favorite player, I don't blame you. 
Uh, same with Tuck. Same with Thompson Tanner. Same with Skinner, Olsen, Darlene, Power. You know, Craig Anderson, Baldman even. <laughs> how can you not love these guys? Yeah, no, I mean, how can you not? Um, I, Breaking news keeps on coming out, and I don't it's know a, Funny, it's actually happening during the show. Yeah, I know, right? It never Normally happens. Normally it's seconds show. after we end. And uh, this one is a designer for uh, the new Soldier Field uh, renovation. It would be a hybrid of Ford Field, uh, which is in Detroit, and U.S. Bank Stadium. And I'm looking at the photo or, like, the, the prediction of it. It looks horrible. It's excessive. <laughs> it, it looks, way like, way too much. As You're in Detroit. Like, come on, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, you're in Chicago. Uh, it just doesn't look not that Not Detroit. Good. I got that completely yeah, wrong. Yeah, no. That was my... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'll yeah, That was a choke right there. Yeah, I apologize. I don't know what happened. It, w- it looks like a stadium that should be in Detroit. Well, it's just like... It looks so bad. Like, I, I just I, still can't get over the flub I just had. Like, <laughs> I, I knew what I was, like, you know, what it was yeah, should you, have been. Yeah, you had it in your mind. But and it then just came out completely flubbed. wrong. Yeah, yeah, I flubbed. But it was just, um, I don't know. Why do you need yeah. to go to that extent of, I like, extra with that? Know. You know, it's a football stadium. Like, yeah. what are we doing? You play how many home games in a season? Right. Like, why it has to look like that? That looks like something from Can I see it? Star Wars. Yeah, yeah lift, sure, lift sure. up the laptop. I, I got it on my laptop. <laughs> we keep that still. Okay, so that's got like two pillars on the side. Yep. Uh, I might have to take a better look at that after the show, but man, that just that you know what that kind of looks like. Uh, it looks like like the the London Tower, Lord Farquaad's oh. castle, the, the big uh, Ben clock. Yeah. Oh, big Ben. Big Ben. The mm-hmm. clock. Yeah. In, yeah. in London, that's what it looks like. Yeah, it kind of does. I mean, like you the, the, you the can towers. get it from like the two towers. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. No, I agree with that. No, but it looks... Why is it slanted? Like, why I does don't it look know like why that? Ha- Dude, I, I mean, you know what? I'm coming to the studio. I'm coming to the studio. Yeah, come on. Come on yeah, over. Yeah, come on. We, we got enough time for this. We got a minute 30. We we could just, like, do all our... This is actually horrifying. Yeah, I know. It's, right like, now. really bad. It's, Here. like, one side slanted, the roof is covered, and then the other side is, like, flat almost? Like, you can't really tell what the other side is, but Evan, thoughts? Yeah, so I just made my way from Studio B to Studio A. I'm on uh, Joe Cali's mic right now. But, man, that yeah, that stadium, that looks weird. It, like like I mentioned, it's got the two London bell clock, like, tower-looking things. It, it looks neat. Like, it's neat. Um, but it's 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 weird. It's yeah. weird, yeah. I, you know, I, I like it, but I don't. If that makes any sense. Like, I yeah. like the fact that they're being different. But it just looks so weird different. I mean, look at all the uh, the suites in there. Yeah, there's, there's like, like, one, there's like 20 four to, four suites in there. There's like four to five levels of suites. Yeah. That's crazy. It's like Lambeau Field. Lambeau Field they even got like suite. a soccer field outside? Could be or like something out, Or a little experience. park? Is theirs going to be publicly funded or is oh, it going to be? I don't know. It, I, I don't remember exactly what it was. <laughs> But I know uh, just the Chicago mayor is not happy. But we got to go real quick because we got to, like, do stuff. Um, we're going to all shower our stuff because we can. And we got to go quick. Uh, I, I'm on Twitter at double underscore D, capital WBNY. Joe, go. I'm on Twitter at the Buffalonian, the Buffalonian podcast, and at Joe Kelly. Evan, go. All right, I'm on Twitter at Evan H716.
Oh, you mean to my mic and I'm Chairman <laughs> Evan Harrington on his first 63, and I was just in Boston this week too, chirping Patriots. That's what you did to me last week. You get revenge. Tanner, go. Damn. Twitter, TJ Saunders 2000. Instagram, Tanner underscore Saunders 2000. If Joe Kelly can follow me, you can too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Blitz. Uh, you've been listening to The Blitz on 91.3 FM, WBNY Buffalo, Buffalo's original alternative since 1982. Brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. Keep listening for more great music.